Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You Pod. Coming to you in this glorious holiday season. That sound like a radio announcer and shit. You know what I'm saying? Back to the back to the pod where uh, other niggas go on other niggas' pods and do greater things than they do on their own pod. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of that, Anthony, what's up? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> It'll be what's good. Everything is good here, big dog. What's up? King Joe, what's happening? I'm chilling, man. Week before Christmas and shit. You know, I'm just like coasting to the new year right now. You know what I mean? Right. Well, everybody got their they shopping done or not? Are they waiting like me to this weekend to, to take oh, nigga. it down? I did not get any shopping done um, because I have this huge thing coming. Like it's a it's a it's a five hundred dollar Amazon gift card that I was like, well, that's what I'm gonna use. Yeah. And it's shit. <laughs> and it's shit. It's in. Yeah, the niggas didn't even send it out till today. So now, I'm like, we like were supposed to go out. Yes, last week, niggas didn't send it out till today. So now I'm mad. Like, damn. Like, and I don't want to spend money because I got a whole five hundred dollar gift card. Like, you know, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, me. I'm as far as like gifts and shit. Like, it's pretty much the kids. Like, uh, like this five kids, I'm getting shit. Godchildren and my two little, like, my godbrother, son, like, my nephews and shit. Um, three of them is getting cards and money because they want money. And the other two are getting, like, the toys and shit. Whatever's in fashion, they're getting, they, they going to get the shit by Christmas. Whatever the fuck I buy, they're going to get my Christmas stuff. Right. Are, are you going to Alabama for Christmas, Joe? Uh, I was thinking about it, but nah. I ain't going back. Oh, right. just came yeah. back. I'm gonna yeah. I'm I'm probably swing down there um February. That's gonna be my my godson's like fifth birthday. Just pop right. up on. I'm like ah, you know what I'm saying? No doubt, no doubt. The gifts and shit. Yeah, you know, you're like ah gifts and they just throw them at him. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, shit. If you ain't get it done like me, waiting to the last minute, you better get out there and get it done. Especially if you got kids. I'm trash for that. <laughs> Shout out to my wife who got a damn. Box of bag coming here every week. I don't know what's in none of them, but she's shopping like crazy. I gotta get one of them, uh, y'all. You said what? I gotta get one of them, like a wife. I just mm-hmm. fucking I just make, make some money and be like, yo. But you gonna fail all the one? That's how you made that sound. I nah, I can't, I can't do it like that, man. I'm too much. I came up on the romantic comedies too much, man. I gotta have that connection and shit. She that gotta be fine. cute, sexy, and smart, and we gotta just connect and shit. Some like Love Jones shit. Whatever the fuck, I don't know, man. As the titties, though. Yeah, too. True and day. True and day. But which one, though? So which one over the other? You got one over the other. Uh, I go with the ass for real. Um, but I mean, ain't nothing got to be crazy on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel you, I be, I be but like you can do way more with the. All right, never mind. Do way more with the what? With the boobies, like yeah. to me and my mind, they like right there. Like ass is for other niggas, really. Like other niggas just be looking at it, <laughs> like yeah, you gotta stick with it fast. Movie be for you, my nigga. Ah, you gripping, smack it, do whatever this shit. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean I don't know that's how they came up. I guess nigga came up on some like my whole philosophy on niggas being like ass men over titty men. It's like niggas be more like creepers and shit. Cause you could like stare at the ass like forever, but like titties, you gotta kind of take your glance and then go back up to their face. That's a fact. And, and you really gotta be like a G. You gotta have like lazy eyes. Maybe I, I have a little lazy yeah. eye that kind of got my eyes half closed when I'm kind of looking down and shit. And kinda exactly, like, me yeah. too. It's more of a forbidden fruit. You know yeah. what I mean? The boobies is a forbidden fruit. 
Yeah, man. But I have a nice little bit of both and shit, but uh, yeah, it's all good, though. Speaking of long ass and titties, the prepare for Love and Hip Hop New York was last night. I didn't get a chance to watch it because I don't got a TV, but I know y'all y'all was uh, on it. Oh, I don't know if all of y'all were on it. What I think your aunt, you was on it, right? I've never watched a single episode. You ain't watched watch the shit last night? All right. oh, I thought you was on it last night. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I never watched it. Nah, me and me and Brian watched it. I'm gonna just say uh, something yeah. real quick. Like, um, I think years ago when it may have first started, I saw I was like somebody house during the holidays and they had like I guess a little marathon of the shit. And I saw it back when like Jim and like Chrissy was like the stars of the shit and whatever. But that was it. I wasn't really watching it like that. Then the first time I really watched it was when um Joe and Tahiri was on it because Joe Budden was like one of my favorite rappers and shit. Like period. And yeah. Tahiri got that fat ass, and you know what I'm saying? So, and seeing him so much doing little like Joe Button TV shit before, I had to watch it, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, I think I watched their first season and like half of their like next season and shit that it was on it. But the reason that I watched the shit last night was because it's like they back and shit, you know what I'm saying? Tahiri back. Tahiri back. Yeah, the story, like the original crew is back. Like, my story, like your story, Joe, like, I really don't watch reality TV. I watch Real Housewives of New York and New Jersey because I like to see. I, I, I don't really like Atlanta. I watched the first season of Atlanta because, like, everybody was. But I don't, only, I don't like when black women act like that. Like, you know what I mean? It felt kind of crazy. Yeah. So, but for, for Love & Hip Hop, I, I watched um, Love & Hip Hop the first time because Joe was going to be on there. And, like, Joe Button TV was, like, that and Starberry TV was the greatest mm. thing in my life <laughs> ever, my nigga. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, that was that was the entire shit when 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 it was there. So it was like, all right, you knew it was gonna be dope if Joe was gonna be on there because it's just like a high production of Joe Button TV in my mind. And it was okay, you know what I mean? But then like once he was off there, I stopped watching. Now when they say he gonna be back, or I think he was back last year, and I didn't, I just didn't yeah. watch, but. But like they they was like, well he he's back, whatever, and then Tahiri's back. I was like, Oh, all right, you know what I mean? So I was just like oh, I gotta watch this shit. And then they made a big deal about it on his podcast. Yeah. And which kinda hyped it to me. You know what I mean? They did a get good sales job. Oh, okay. Oh, and let me not lie, I did watch the season, the first season where Peter Guns was on it, uh, just cause I, I kinda fuck with Peter Guns and I think he had Corey on there a little bit. This, that, whatever, and shit. So I was curious when Peter Guns was on, and I did watch that season. That shit was pretty wild. I kind of wish they brought them back. I don't know what the fuck their story is. But speaking of this shit, though, the um, premiere, like we, like we said, we not like avid watchers of the shit. So it was like a whole bunch of like, damn, I'm watching these like folks. And I know all of these people because they become part of like, you know, just like pop, pop culture and culture, shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, but the thing is, it's like, I don't know what season they on, like 10 or whatever the fuck. It's just like, some of like the old regular ones just look kind of washed to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like Yandy look washed, fucking uh, Kimbella, she look kind of washed to me. And Chrissy look hella washed and shit, because she was already old when she got on the show. Now she like, is she 50 or about to be 50? And it, it it just played weird to me when you like that old and you still like in the fake like we about to throw champagne or fucking have fake fights and shit. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. It was it was whatever. Like 
I was kind of looking for. Uh. I mean, the only reason I think we probably look at them as washed is because they sold their look to us in the first place. Or it wouldn't even be a thing. You know what I mean? They look good. They all look good. But they fell off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's kind of the thing. Rich Dollars is on there. He kind of corny. Stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do appreciate Pat, though. Yeah, you know, I'm preaching to everybody. I, I appreciate Pat. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's another gem. Like, as far as the folks I really, like, care about on the show, it's, like, people that actually, like, do shit. Like, from what I see, what I heard Jimmy talking about before the season started was that he ain't really trying to be off in the mix. So they had him on a couple phone calls. I like Jim because Jim still make, like, dope music and shit. And he's a real hip-hop star. And then with um Remy and Papoose, it's good to see their dynamic and shit. You know what I'm saying? You see Pat running around being, like, super husband and shit. And Remy holding it down, doing her thing. And she finally off parole and shit. And she, like... Even those though she black probably, love fitteds are dope, though. I want one of those. Oh, word, word. And the thing I like about Remy, as far as, like, every other chick on the show, she the only one... It's funny, like, she the only one... She did the time, you know what I'm saying? She the, she the real, like, you ain't fucking... You trying to fuck with Remy and shit. Remy, I'm just saying, Remy, like, the realest one. She has a hip-hop career, had one, still has one now, and she fuck anyone and bitches up. And these other chicks is, like the girlfriends or former managers of hip-hop artists i know that was like the premise of the show but it's like if this it's like this your career you know what i'm saying like this is like yandy's career this is like kim bella's career this is uh it's fucking sin's career you know what i'm saying even though sin still look good because she young but um yeah i mean we ain't trying to really deep dive into like loving hip-hop uh, i'm probably watch a few more shows if i think to hear gonna be in there you know what i'm saying um but yeah, I mean that's about it. Nigga tuned in to see Tahiri, tuned in to see Sen, tuned in to see Joe like smirking the whole time because he really don't want to be there, but they pay him enough that he was like a second billing in the in the credits and shit right after Yandy. So I mean like it is what it is. I might watch a couple more episodes. I might not watch any. Who fuck knows. Yeah, it was just you know some funny shit that just popped off with all the whole cast back. Maybe they're finally about to move on from that New York franchise. <laughs> but probably not. But yo, onto some black excellence shit. Well, actually, you know what? Before we even get into that, I don't even know what anybody's listening to because I don't even think any new music came out this past week or did it. I'm not even sure. I mean, anything crazy dropped. I mean, I looked at like the new free nationals. Oh, uh, oh shit! You're right. You're right. You're right. You're, my bad. That needs some. That needs some time. You 100. Yeah, right. Free nationals yeah. is some. Free nationals is a great fucking album is a vibe every like i didn't skip i didn't skip one track on that that shit has every type of nostalgic feel but current but yeah. updated like i felt that whole album just felt like no pun intended that whole album felt free and comfortable and just good wow. it's just good vibes coming out the whole throughout the whole album i don't know if mm-hmm. man, i know B, yeah. you sound like you listened to it no i definitely did yeah, a lot a lot, really. You know what I mean? Especially driving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was really cool driving music and everything. But really, yeah. Like other than Free Nationals, there was nothing good that really came out to me. Niggas is really just waiting for um for Purple Haze two to come out and um come out on Friday. And then you know, as far as 
niggas are still listening to the game album and yeah. Tory Lane's album. Yeah, pretty much. I was listening to Tory and Griselda. Way Home. Griselda. Griselda. And Griselda. Griselda. Yeah, facts. Yeah, and, and other than that, I had watched uh, this D Dot interview on uh, the Breakfast Club or whatever. Wow. And uh he went into and uh I think in um was in Charlemagne's uh quest to like shit on Mace some more. He asked uh D Dot his favorite uh who he thought was the best lyricist on Bad Boy. I think he said Big Jada Mace Styles and I think Black Rob or some shit like that. Yeah. And um uh, after hearing that I just went back and I was just listening to mad like like lock shit or whatever. I went through uh Styles catalog which is fucking extensive. I only got to learn like yeah, no, his, his catalog is stupid. This shit, shit crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I went to that. His latest album is dope, though. Don't get it yep. twisted. His latest yep. album is, is dope. Present. The niggas, yep. stay, yeah, the niggas stay relevant. But go ahead, my bad. But nah, I mean, that, that was pretty much it. I went through like a lot of style shit. Of course, I went through like a, a Jada shit and um, my favorite like Chic album, um, After Taxes and shit. I listened to that. But that's kind of what I was listening to that and like Tory shit and like game shit like most of the week. So, yeah. I'm not going to belabor uh, the point about what Charlamagne, well, not really Charlamagne, but what Dida said. They got, people got to really stop with that. Mace is better than style. Like, you really living off of um, uh, Children of the Corn. You're not living off of the wor- what he presented to the world. You're living off of mixtapes. You're not really living off of the way, time, though, at the was. time. Yeah, 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 that's what D-Dot was talking about, really, like, in that camp, I guess, because, like, I mean, the way it's always been framed to me, you probably know better than me, Alex, and y'all all might know better than me, but the pretty way they was framing it was, like, Jaden and, like, Mace was, like, just beast, like, writing shit or whatever at the time, like, and they would just be able to go in there and just do shit. I mean, that's what, like, D-Dot was kind of saying in, like, her, like, other yeah. interviews and stuff, so. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess so. Like I said, I mean, like Big said one time, he told Mace, he said, yo, Mace, he said, you can't be over here in the rated R section. Go stand <laughs> over there in the PG section. That's all I'm going to say. The kid yeah, but Big that, didn't like Mace. Big didn't like Craig. Big didn't like them type niggas, yo. He only liked certain niggas. So he hated that nigga, so he was going to say all types of shit about that, but fuck it. Yeah, ain't gonna go too deep in that. But yeah, I'm free nationals. I'm glad you reminded me of that. I completely yeah. forgot. I don't know how, but that that album is fucking. That album is just fucking great across the board. Even to the Latin, I gotta mention that last song that um kind of threw me off when I saw, boom, boom, I saw boom, the boom. feature. Yeah, I saw the feature. I said, how this gonna work? But I mean, it, it's they made it work. The sample is great. The music is great. The flow is great. Cocaine raps over that smooth jazz beat was it was perfect. It was perfect. But I mean, you mentioned Bad Boy Joe. Let's get into, uh, you know, King Jaffe Jofa, <laughs> better known as uh, Diddy, who threw a huge birthday party. We talked about him and um, both him and Hove turning 50 yesterday. I saw somebody mention that they should have thrown one of the craziest parties together. Uh, that would probably would have broke the damn, broke Hollywood. But Diddy threw, as um, most people know, one of his classic birthday parties. And if anybody's been on the gram, I'm pretty sure you've seen, even if you wasn't looking for it, you saw definitely in your search page at the least, you know, pictures of everything that was going on and all the uh, celebrities that came out to celebrate the king. I thought it was dope what Diddy did. Hello? Yeah, 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 no. Oh. No, I thought it was dope what Diddy did because, you know, Diddy hired a 19-year-old brother to do all the photography. You know what I mean? Like, even in a party like that, he was putting people on and his brother's name is Kato. Like, I, I started following him on in- Instagram. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? So even much. even on a, a party like that, like, he's still putting brothers in positions and shit. 
And like he, he I don't know if you guys saw the interview he did with the um the white cat that Ray Diallo, um he he calls his his mentor. You know what I mean? Oh, and I didn't get around to it. Yeah, I saw it. Though. It's only about twenty four minutes. You know what I mean? It's, but it, it's you know it's worth watching because you know it is. Uh, yeah, it, it is worth watching or whatever. Ray Diallo, um, it's worth watching sometimes anyway. You know what I mean? Especially if you care about business and investing, etc. Um, but then even even then. When he had this older white man there, he was sitting there telling him about Mansa Musa and shit, you know what I mean? And he was like one of our people. Like, yo, Big just, I mean, I'm not Big, uh, Diddy, he just, he, I, I know it's wild, right? But but Diddy, he just reps the culture, man. And like, he put a young brother on, he he, he has this he has this white man on that people, Diddy knows that they're going to click his name, not because, because it's, because it's the white man, not because it's Diddy, you know what I mean? And so he, he in, injects something like Mansa Musa in there to let people know, like, all right, he was the richest motherfucker ever, you know what I mean? Like, little right. shit like that that Diddy I mean, does, Diddy's just a, Diddy's yeah. just a shit. Little, little shit like that, and he didn't, it wasn't no big deal he made out of it, it was just like, you know, you could pay, you just pay attention to some of that shit, I saw it. He did with the young brother. I appreciated that. Like all these pictures that we seen come out from everybody. He only had that one photography, man. And all these pictures we see come out from everybody it was from this young brother, man. It's in, increasing his cachet in the world, man. That, I mean, that's that's big time, man. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's the thing about Diddy, man. Like at the at that party he had, he had like of course like Hove and like. Uh, a whole bunch of like other B like folks. Oh, B. He Kanye had, like, was there. Kanye <laughs> and Ken, Pharrell. And it's funny, I saw a oh, picture yeah. of Pharrell and what's his name was there too, Jaden Smith. So I wasn't sure. Is this Jaden? Is this Pharrell? Them niggas is like damn near twins and shit. <laughs> and he had the Kardashians there. He had the Migos there. He had Joe Budden there. He had us. Yeah, he, he had pretty much everybody there. You know what I'm saying? That you would expect to be there. And then some folks you wouldn't even expect to be there. But yeah. that's the thing about Diddy. He has like He'll have like classic niggas around him, and he'll have the young niggas and around him and shit. Um, the young niggas is popping, and some of the young niggas is probably on the verge of popping because the nigga keep his ear to the street. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude is 50 years old, but he don't seem old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. He yeah. even connected um Jenna and Big Sean back. Yeah, you know Jenna I mean? and Big Sean. Everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga guy, he got sons that's like grown and shit, and they all doing their own little shit. I watched the revolt thing with them. They all got their own little shit. The uh, Quincy acting and rapping and doing entrepreneurship. Fucking King Combs, he rapping and shit, following his father's footsteps. And even uh, Justin and shit, I think he's like promoting parties and doing other shit, all following in. His footsteps. So we got grown ass niggas like actually making like you know their own little moves and shit. But he still remained young and usually you could catch him with like a bad chick. And if you don't catch him with the bad chick, he got the bad chick and you just ain't catch him yet. You know what I'm saying? So did he on some next level shit? I know he was talking about he should have had an epic party with um with Jay Z. But when it come down to it, it's like Jay kind of be like in this. He kind of be in this chill shit. With Beyonce, they kind of move, they seem like they move a little more like fucking like Hollywood stars used to in the background, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a certain like mystique about them. So, I mean, it really did make sense more so that Diddy had the big bash, and of course, he had Jay there and B there and uh, all of that shit. But I mean, it was dope. I would have liked to have been invited, but you know. 
But speaking of that, with JMV being there, I know there's that uh, clip going around of Jay snatching somebody's phone that everybody's making a big deal out of, which I don't think is a big deal at all. Just I ain't want nobody to stop trying to clout chase with my wife right there. It was kind of weird. I mean, she she was she was dancing with Sweetie. They was getting down, having fun. Her Beyonce and, and um and Kelly Rowland and Sweetie were were getting down and shit. And then this this dude was just in there. Filming her it was mad weird. Like if I was Jay, I would have did the same shit. You know what I mean? People just making a big deal because it was Jay that did it. Yeah, I mean yeah. whoever was like trying to get their little film on, they ain't, they ain't realize. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta kind of fall back when you amongst like the royalty right there. You know what I'm saying? Like just be, just enjoy being there. You know what I'm saying? Just enjoy yeah, I, 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 I had um, I enjoyed a couple of the memes that I saw when uh that. Well, from a picture, it looks awkward. It probably really wasn't if you were standing there with of, um, Kanye greeting Jay. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's one of the things. Like, unless Jay got the big smile on his face, yeah. it usually look like he don't give a fuck. So, But um, also true, like, I, I saw them in, like, the picture that, yeah, like you say, it makes it look crazy. But the video, they dapped up and was cool and shit. So it didn't seem like. It, was, it didn't seem like, uh, you know, everybody, you're going to use the meme because it was funny. You know what I mean? But I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that that's exactly what happened. They clearly did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It probably was each other. And it was cool. No, it wasn't yeah. probably. Like, I literally saw it. Like, it was like. Oh, you, you saw the mean? video. I'm just seeing yeah, the picture. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, li- they literally laughed, dapped up, and hugged this shit. Like, it wasn't no weird shit. Awkward, but then when, awkward, when the, yeah, it wasn't awkward. So I, it, it looked like the picture angles. came after that. Yeah. And whatever, whatever. That's the picture. Sell the narrative. Yeah, man. But they had everybody there. I'm looking at just pictures now. I see Kobe looking like he fucking lit in this picture and shit. Like he about to rape something. Um, that's a bad joke. But Kobe um, Bryant was there? Yeah, Kobe there. Yeah. Oh, send that to me. I'm about to show it right now, man. But nah, man, fucking that shit. shit. I don't know. Same picture you look at. That, that shit, why? that shit, just, it just looked like all the fun in the world with like the biggest names from like everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Had all the Kardashians, had all his kids there. Like fucking Kobe was probably definitely not the only like fucking sports superstar that was there. You know what I'm saying? Fucking uh-huh. Snoop was there looking like, like Snoopy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, everybody looked glamorous and like I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It was, like, that's some real like Diddy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. I got a feeling that Diddy 60 is going to be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Lord willing to have a Diddy 70 and that shit be crazy. I know I said this in the group. I said, yo, everybody needs to experience Diddy party once. Like that, he's had the greatest parties. Like if I was a name top 10 shit's ever been to, Diddy probably's in like got at least four to five in the joint. Mm-hmm. Four to five just points in where his birthday party alone is just crazy. I got a story about it, but I'll tell him on another yeah. Oh yeah, before we get off, before we get off this year, I'm looking at picture Lala and shit. She brought the ass out too. She looked good. I can't see her face, but she brought the ass out like she was supposed to. God bless. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I gotta move on to something. Yeah. Shady. Go in this dress. Y'all seen Lala? Damn it, man. I'm about to like these. Let me like these. Uh, okay. right, go ahead, Alex. Just like the yeah, Instagram picture right some, um, some shady shit. Some shit that, uh, I mean, I got a lot of questions about. Everybody's having a lot of questions about. Um, Oprah is apparently, because I don't know what the whole, I haven't seen the whole Fuck write-up or whatever about it. It's supposedly, 
uh, coming out with a documentary centered around Russell Simmons. I believe it does have other people in it, but it's centered around the allegations or accusations, when some of which Russell actually uh, admitted to. Uh, sexual situations, uncomfortable situations that he's put women in, rape and all, whatever the myriad of uh, charges he may have against them or alleged things that are going on with him, that she's going to be releasing a documentary in regards to that. Um, and I know there's been a, there's been a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of posts from other people, men and women, trying to figure out the angle. Can I, um, well, let me, let me yeah, say Okay. Well, so first off, what I'll say is um, she owes Michael Jackson an apology. I think we went yep. through this before, but I, yep. it just deserves to be said in, a, in the context Again. of this conversation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Now, another thing is, is that Oprah, having been abused, might see it in more places than, you know, maybe she needs to psychologically. It may be super triggering for her. I hate to try to diagnose somebody, but from what she's been doing lately, what we've seen of her lately, you know what I mean? It's not, she's, she's not choosing Harvey Weinstein or, uh, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people that she could be attacking. She's mm -hmm. attacking these guys. Yeah. It just seems, it's, it seems a little bit wild. So I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like she, she might have an issue with black men, um, abuse, et cetera, right now. Like, you know what I mean? I think she's personalizing it. Yeah, I mean, the thing thing from, from what I saw from this was, like, it's almost exactly like the Michael Jackson shit, because from what I heard that she has maybe, like, two or three of, like, Russell's accusers, um, and she's doing a doc on them, you know what I'm saying? Like, the whole, from what I read was the whole doc was on him. I could be wrong, though. But, like, yeah, like you said, it's um, Oprah, to her credit, like, she, from being, like, abused and stuff, she, she like, you know, really uh -huh. wants to, like, bring shit to light. Yeah. But like you said, it's like there's so many folks you could have like went after and it's like you pick Russell Simmons like and it's like well, why not like Harvey Weinstein? That's a bigger like fucking uh, that's a bigger name and with a whole lot more accusers. I mean, this motherfucker's already paid out a settlement and he finally about to go on trial criminally. You know what I'm saying? Russell out here denying shit. Or talking about, oh, shit might have been like misunderstandings and shit when niggas was drinking and getting high and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's just weird. And, I mean, the thing that really brought the whole shit to light to me was um, was like 50 Cent. Cause I know he was off of Instagram for a bit. Then he was on Twitter. And I don't be on Twitter like that. But he's back on Instagram. And it seemed like he was going hard at, like, Oprah. And I'm like, oh, what's this about? And I found it was about the Russell Simmons shit. And um, yeah, like you said, other people been like speaking out about it too, and it's uh, it's just weird, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's well, weird. Well, let like, me um, Russell's actually come out and you know made a statement, so I'm just I just want to read a statement. I'm reading this from the Chicago Tribune, and this is a uh, Russell uh, Russell Simmons, dearest Oprah, you have been a shining light to my family and my community, contributing so much to my life that I couldn't list a fraction of it in this blog. Um. This is why it's so troubling that you choose to single to single me out in your recent documentary. I have already admitted to being a playboy more appropriately titled today womanizer, sleeping with and putting myself in more compromising situations than almost any man I know. So many that some could reinterpret or reimagine a different recollection of the same of the same experiences. So several excuse me, several women have accused 
the Def Jam, you know, co-founder of sexual assault spanning multiple decades. Um, Simmons has denied the claims, including a 2017 statement to the Los Angeles Times, where he said they range from patently untrue to frivolous and hurtful. Um, and it's funny, one of the people that's kind of the main person around is Drew Dixon. Like, I, I didn't even realize that she was a part of it, but I, I know her. I've worked with her a couple of times. So, I mean, Russell's making his point coming out and trying to make a statement. He's urging her not to put this documentary out that's coming out on, I believe it's Apple. This is part of her Apple deal, correct? I think so. I believe it is. But he is uh, coming out and speaking and speaking against it. Um, one of the things that I wanted to say real quick, and you guys just let me know how you about it. I was saying that I was saying that I don't believe for one second anything that you know what Russell in terms of what Russell is saying, or rather what Oprah is doing. There seems to be something weird about it, and like because she did the Michael Jackson thing, like that kind of for me kind of came out of left field. I don't understand yeah, why. I, did, I didn't understand why I, I don't she know did if she it. Had the and, and you know, someone like Oprah who we look at that we would think is very thorough, and to be so frivolous to just put that out there. And not doing well, her homework on these gentlemen. So I thought that was weird. Well, now she's coming Alex. back with this. I almost, and this is just my, um, in my head, how I'm looking at it. It's like, is somebody against Oprah or something? Well, I mean, Alex, the way I look that at this shit. they don't release some dirt on her? Well, the, yeah, the, that, shit, the, way I'm, the way I look at it, Alex, it's like, as much as we talking about, you know, why she's singling out Russell Simmons, he's an easy target. You know what I'm saying? Because... Russell's because I said on the last pod, we were talking about greatness. And the thing I said about Russell, like Russell was great, but he didn't seem to push it as far as like Diddy and Ho. Because at a certain point, like he just want to do yoga, um, be vegan and like chase all the yeah. young model chicks and do that shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he still had business, of course, but it was just like different. So, I mean, Oprah picking Russell Simmons, it's not like. It's not not a crazy thing like, oh, shit, how you picking on this innocent man? He's part of that, like, Hugh Hefner, Cosby culture. I'm not talking about drug and shit, nothing like that, but in the type of, like, you old and successful and you can get all the good young chicks or whatever to party with you and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it, so I don't think it's wild that she he picked Russell, that she, that Russell Simmons is someone that could be right. a part of a documentary, but it's just like after the Michael Jackson shit, uh, it kind of seemed like, okay, there's all the other white folks. You didn't have to go right to a brother. You know what I'm saying? That's on some it's, like. It's, it, it's easy to question her motives, and, and I think that's what Alex was really getting at. Um, right. That's what, what I was trying to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what is she going for with the line of people that she's getting at? You know I mean? They're both in the music industry. Mm-hmm both black males yeah. so you know i mean that may i don't know but there may be something triggering for her or well, maybe or, say, or it may be a topic that she's exploring because of something she heard you know what i mean you don't know you never know yeah you never know i mean like you went back to you said it before like like i think oprah's abuse was from like a black man probably so it might be she wants to go out to the black folks but also i think it's kind of also like low-hanging fruit it's like Oprah, like everybody respects Oprah, but there's a lot of black folks that low key don't really like Oprah because her audience is like mostly white. So like, if Oprah is paying, I've heard a lot of white, black women say "f Oprah" pretty in the much last few years before yeah. the Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, for like the man for me, like the last like decade or so, you know? Yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, exactly. You're right. And shit like that after they got like a even a Tyra Banks show or like a Wendy Williams show or something they could watch. It's like. 
Yeah, you know, they like that more than like Oprah, who's totally like the queen of like everything and shit. So I think that Oprah going after these black folks is also something that would be easy, like more digestible to her white core fans. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I got this. Look at this guy. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, mean, I hear you, Joe, but nah, I, mean, it, 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 I can't. I, I, mean, I know what you're saying, and it's mm-hmm. a valid point. I just, it's the way you're too, you're too high up on the ladder to reach for this low-hanging fruit, the way that you're going about it, and you're not even being thorough about it. You mean you want to center this around Russell Simmons, who has removed himself from the companies, taken himself out of the public eye, and going about his business. Meanwhile, the person that you see next... It's not like it's low. No, he's a, I, I know he's, he's a no, big name. I mean, low, the topics are low. The topics are low-hanging yeah. fruit. It's an easy... But the names are very big names. I mean, she's not, she's not just cherry-picking some middling guy yeah. who can't fight back. The reason I'm saying that compared to Harvey Weinstein in terms of, and not and I get what you're saying about the name because Russell has kind of been more of a forefront person, whereas uh, Weinstein's kind of been in the, more in the background. But, you know, you talk in terms of power, you how do you skate past that? You I mean, I'm saying? how you skate, past, how you how you slide and skate right past that? A person that, you know, personally, just the same way as you knew Russell, in a sense, but you had a closer dealings with you know, uh, professionally and that, you know, women that who he is approached in that, in that fashion as well. You know what I'm saying? That's not to discredit any of the women. No, I'm sorry, Joe, real quick. Just not, and that's not to discredit any of the women that may have been attacked by Russell Simmons. I'm just making that point. Go ahead, Joe. Well, now I'm going to say this as far as the Michael Jackson shit, right? She didn't make the documentary, but after they made the documentary, she decided to do the after show shit with his own thing. So like that shit, it's not like she created the Michael Jackson. Okay. All right. So that right. and with this Russell Simmons thing, double down on it. I don't know if right. I don't know if Russell Simmons uh, was something that she decided to do or if it was kind of brought to her like, hey, Oprah, you know, Russell Simmons, all the shit. Yeah. How about we do this? And she was like, yeah, because I mean, we got to yeah. think about it. Oprah had that like that, like a uh, daily show, whatever, for the longest. But after that, she's kind of after she gave that show, she's kind of been dipping and dabbling in different shit. And this might just be a way for her to, like, be relevant. Because if she made a shit about Harvey Weinstein, I wouldn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Niggas wouldn't give a fuck. Like, how many niggas are like, oh, shit, Oprah doing the Harvey Weinstein deep? Nah, Jay would have to do it. Fuck Oprah Winfrey, man. Yeah, so I mean, so it comes down to it. Are you saying Jay would be the one to make the Harvey Weinstein one? Yeah, if Jay would have to do it for niggas. Jay would have to do it for niggas to pay attention. That's part yeah, of the so, yeah, so, I mean, so another thing, yeah, with the Oprah shit, like when it comes down to it, Oprah would have to pick somebody black for niggas to give a fuck, and white folks is going to give a fuck regardless because it's Oprah. So, I mean, we're going to have to see what comes of this. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to make it, but we shall see. You know what I'm saying? And, um, the fuck? Let me explain the accordion. I don't know. But, yo, I don't know what um, yeah, I mean, it's just, this whole shit, we just gotta like wait and see, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it is what it is. Oprah is, you know, she next level, she royalty out here amongst everybody, but it's like, I don't know. I think this list feels like something like just a grab to be relevant. And that's about it. I mean, we could keep talking about this, but I think we should just wait and see what actually comes to all this, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you have something on it? I don't find any problem with what Oprah's doing. I'm, I mean, <laughs> that was Anthony Austin. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I don't. I mean, we keep mentioning Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. Understand? Un, all right, understandable. And it's because people kind of made him out to be the face of all these things that have occurred. I guess I wouldn't necessarily say I stand with Oprah. I think the mistake that she's making is that she's making the same mistake that she made with the Michael Jackson thing. Like, it's it's okay to have the accusers. I, I get that. But if you're going to put out a documentary, if you're going to put out, I mean, it's not it's not the case because it's not a, a criminal thing. Like you're, you're basically saying like, this is the evidence that we have for you that you this is what you've done over the years. I don't think you can do it with one or two people. Like you need to have a bunch of people that corroborate the same thing over and over again, the same behavior, the same actions. Then, all right, I get it. But I think you're just using like one person. And I'm like, I think you need a little bit more than that. But the thing that I had to kind of commend Oprah on, and I don't really give a shit what anybody says, is that it's her and she's trying to do her part to put, I won't necessarily say our people in check, but we but we should have the ability. Well, hold on. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. I mean, the reason that the sh- I mean, honestly, when we get down to it, the reason that we like dragging Oprah, or, like fifty dragging Oprah, everybody dragging Oprah, because if there's one thing about the black community, right? Black women have always kind of protected us. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of been a thing. People say might go back to like slavery and shit. You know what I'm saying? Trying to protect black men from like mass and shit like that. So the fact that Oprah is like one of the most respected black women after like Michelle Obama and shit. And she just seems to be going after this black man when it's all these other folks you can go after. This shit kind of like hurts. You know what I'm saying? And people yes. either have to hurt like they said or the hurt comes out as fucking anger because sis, why are you not protecting us? You know what I'm saying? At and least, go ahead. Or talk about yeah, it. And still, <clears throat> no, but and yeah, and still, uh, you know, Joe, um, Anthony said, to put a check on our people. Okay, first off, man, our people are put checks on regularly. We have Don't laws do that. set up. Don't do that. To, Don't do that. Yeah, Don't no, do that. but sad. do that. You know what I mean? But do that, do that because, I mean, we go to jail 15% more for uh, longer for the same crimes of people of other races. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're more likely to get in jail. The only people who actually even went to jail for me too is Bill Cosby. I get that, King but we're not, talking about, we're not talking about the criminal justice system. We're talking about if, if Bill did what, what Bill did, and I believe he did, we let him slide with that for decades. R. Kelly did what R. Kelly did. We let him slide with that for decades. We ain't let him slide. We ain't let him nah, slide. Ain't nobody let him slide. Ain't nobody let R. Kelly slide. Forever. 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 And niggas ain't know about the Bill Cosby shit, and, and nobody let R. Kelly slide. Oh, God. They, no, people knew, but no one wanted to say anything because he's Bill Cosby. We don't want to see Bill Cosby put in this position. Man, I say this about Bill Cosby, yo. All of that shit with Bill Cosby, real shit, most of his shit sounded like he was doing creepy old man shit or he was popping pills and drinking with fucking young bitches and fucking them the same way that Hugh Hefner was and shit, but he gets to die a legend. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's different time shit, and it's kind of feel the same way with, like, Russell. I mean, if Russell was a legit predator and shit like this Harvey Weinstein dude, cool. But most of these stories seem like fucking young bitches that went to drink and pop pills with fucking old rich niggas and they got fucked. So they knew what you know what his saying? name was. You know what I mean? Pretty they knew much. the kind of money he had and all of that. 
And, and so it went down, yo. And but but I'm not even here to judge that. My thing yeah, is yeah. against Oprah, like the whole idea of 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 what you're saying, though, Anthony, is that like as if we're not in check, as if as if we need to self check. No, our problem is not self checking. We have a system set up against our, uh, us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All that self check shit just sounds like some real bullshit to me. When you put this black man on stage after he's admitted to these things, have gone to court for all the rest of this shit, I'm going to put him out there as one of the biggest black female names in the United States of America, or maybe even in the world. You know what I mean? She wants to do that to this man over here. And, I wonder and, if she even sat down and had a dinner or a lunch with him first and thought and, and had a conversation for and asked him what, what his mindset was at or what was what exactly was going on. You yeah, know what I mean? Like you I said, need to know some of that shit because this shit sounds foul to me, man. Yeah, because like ain't no said, way to make it sound right. Because like you said yeah, earlier and shit, like out of all of these motherfuckers that have been accused of shit, you know what I'm saying? I got to say, all the big names of these whatever, Russell Simmons seemed to be like one of the only ones as big as him that was like, Yo, yeah, well, I was drinking and doing this, that, drugs with models and shit like that, and we was doing shit, you know what I'm saying? And if any of the shit, I pushed the boundaries, I apologize for it, you know what I'm saying? Like, he seemed to be the most, like, person to take this shit take in and be, like, and be like, yo, I'm embarrassed about this, the fact that, you know, this is how my behavior has, like, come out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to say this about the Me Too shit. You know what I'm saying? For people like to stack up the numbers of different people that said this, that, whatever... The whole shit is like a fucking landslide. You know what I'm saying? You start going from some folks that might have really been like, you know, fucking like abused or some shit taken advantage of. And then you get every person that might have felt some type of way about the way you complimented them in their skirt or in their fucking jeans. And then they get they name get added to a list of motherfuckers that they call victims and shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that really like fucking... Like fucked up to me, you know what I'm saying? It's not like motherfuckers got R. Kelly numbers of chicks like fucking like uh, young uh, girls being in like dungeons and shit or whatever for his wife. Niggas supported the Dream Hampton R. Kelly documentary. Yep. Exactly, because that shit was, was a whole shit, you know I mean? bunch of real yeah. ass fucking victims and shit. Probably a couple little bit of fluff shit in there, but most of the shit was like hardcore. Like, yo, yeah, this chick was 15, 16, what? 17. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got them so their parents can't get to them. Yeah, you was cruising to McDonald's and shit to fucking get like the young kids. corners you know and all that and buckets yeah, and all that. Yeah, all of this shit, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, it's just different, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's, it's just real foul. And I, I don't know what's going to come of this documentary. I feel like, unless it's already heavy in the works, the shit may not come out. Oh, oh no, nah, it's in the works. It's gonna it's uh premier, set to premiere at uh, one of the festivals next year. That's fucking corny, B. You gonna premiere some shit, a hit job on Russell Simmons at a festival? It's fucking corny, yeah, it's, it's done. Yo, it's done. Hey, yo, it's done hey, yo if, if it wasn't Kid Rock that said it, you know what I'm saying? Yo, see, Kid Rock, he 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 jumped out mm -hmm. the gun disrespecting one of our black queens, so he foul, you know what I mean? He, he can't just be it, out yeah. here saying fuck Oprah. But for real. You know what I mean? A nigga like me could be like, fuck Oprah, man. I'm tired it. of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because she on some real grimy shit. She not really doing the ones on, on half the shit she's doing. And I, until she sits down and explains, she looking real funny under the light. That's a that's all. And that's all that I'm saying. That's basically what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to premiere at um, Sundance Film Festival. Yeah, that's, why, that's why we like Gail better anyway, yo. Oh, man, what the <laughs> fuck wrong with Oprah, man? <laughs> <laughs> Anything nah. else I'll say, man, get us canceled, God. Let's move on. 
Yeah, we're uh, on to some sad, even more sad news, I shall say. Hey, uh, hey don't call it your sad, man. Well, yeah, it's not sad. He had a good life. Um, Danny Aiello uh, passed away at the age of 86 of natural causes. <laughs> what? Yo, Joe, Joe's an asshole, man. No, he no, no. He's calling it sad. It's not It's not Juice World. It's just a man living. I know, but I'll call it sad. If a man lived to be 86 years old and had like over 100 movie and fucking I'm TV credits to his sad, name. It's if a chick dies at, if a if a woman dies at seventy four and she drank and, and smoked every day, I'd still be like her death was sad. I'ma say this, yo. My my man hit me yesterday and said that his his grandmother had passed, you know what I'm saying? And his grandmother was uh hundred and four. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say oh I think I might say it's sad. I don't know. But it's like, damn, 104. Yo, she got that. You know, God bless. She deserved yeah, to go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that. What age and did that start, thing, though? What age did that start? Honestly, to me, I, all, all my loved ones passed before 80. So, and some passed before fucking like 70. So, to me, if you get like the Bible was talking about, what is it, three score and 10, that's 70 years. Yeah, and say, if the Lord years. willing, if the body is strong, then, eight, then four score, which is 80 years, you get past 70. I'm like, you, you did I you get past 80? Oh man, you on hella borrow time. Shout out to Joe paying attention in Sunday school. Yes, sir. I was there. Nah, but all of us niggas knew that shit. That was um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it, it it was the one thing that told us how old how, when we was gonna die, kind of like. You know what yeah. I mean? So I mean, yeah, so like I, so that's the only reason I say it's not sad. If it was like if he was going, I mean it is what it is, you know, God bless. If you that old and get hit by a bus. Then it's like fuck, nigga. But yeah. if you get old and you die like natural causes, and yeah, no, 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 have, I get it. I, everything yeah. you're saying is right and exact. I just thought it was shout out, like, all right, but we still allowed to call it. Like, I don't even give a fuck if you feel like that. Niggas are still allowed to say the nigga. I mean, anyway, you know what I mean? Anyway, Daddy I yellow, man. He lived a good life, so him dying is sad. Yo, yeah. if a nigga, if a nigga got over a million dollars or something close to that, or made a million dollars like that, you know what I mean? Like. I think them dying has to be sad, yo. Because them niggas could still spend that shit in wild ways. You know what I mean? Sad, I man. Nigga didn't get to spend that last two million or something like that. Well, nigga, all yeah. that shit sad, man. Yo, yo fuck that, it, man. Yo, it, Alex, man. man. Alex, man, start that shit again, man. Say that nigga shit. I go sad, ahead, go ahead. More sad news. Danny Aiello passed away at the age of 86. I, now I don't, I don't even remember what day, but it was last week. But salute to him. And one of uh, our favorite movies, I think we spoke about it, uh, Do the Right Thing, among uh, others. I don't want to just center it around Do the Right Thing. That, like Danny Aiello, when I think of him, like, uh, I think Ant mentioned uh, a small role he had in, like, Godfather 2 and shit. But when I think of Danny Aiello, I think about him um, in the movie Moonstruck uh, with Cher. Word. He, he, was, he was in that shit, and uh, that was a pretty big movie. Um, he was in that shit, and that was one of my mother's favorite movies. So I watched that shit like a dozen fucking times and shit. Damn, Story mama, was he yeah. he was engaged to like share character. Then the nigga went to Italy because his mom's was dying while he was gone. His fucking little brother ended up fucking with share, and then when he came back. He fucking said, "I'm breaking the engagement and shit because I think that being engaged to you was making my mama sick somehow, some weird shit." Then his brother was like, "I'll marry you," and then he got married. And then Daniel was like, "I right, fuck it, I don't care." And then they all like toasted and drank and shit. But Moonstruck was a class. Story time with Joe. Yeah, but when you went to it, um, the nigga, but we, but we really fuck with Danny Aiello 
It's like two movies. They both came out in 1989. One came out in the summer. One came out in November. But the first one was the one that came out in the summer. It was a hot summer. Alex, talk about that Do the Right Thing shit. Right, Do the Right Thing, one of the most memorable movies of my, uh, you know, teenage years. Uh, the race relations, the owning the pizza, owning the pizza parlor with his uh, two sons. Yeah, yeah, two sons. And the interaction that he had in the in the black community was a real one. Like that really felt like the pizza spot yeah. that was in that was in my neighborhood. Sounds. I think it resonated uh, around the country. Like, damn, you know, they have a certain relationship with us, and, and mm-hmm. even just in general. Now we won't have to do a deep dive into it. The Italians and the relationship between Italians and black, the cultures are similar in a sense. But we that's that's for another show. But it, sh- it showed a lot in mm-hmm. that movie. And like I said, that's that's a movie that's a timeless classic movie that I think will live on. And his part, that the part that he played in it. As the father of two true Italian white men, and uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember his son's name that was having a relationship with the daughter, how he um, with um, Spike Lee's uh, sister, whatever part she played, and how he reacted to that, and how he reacted to owning that business in that black neighborhood as well. I don't think was, the sons had a relationship with. I think that she was flirting not, not about a with Sal. Like no, no, like he was, no, was flirting with like Sal. Oh, he was like Sal. The, was Sal. Okay, okay. Yeah, it wasn't the sons. It was Sal. And I'll say this about that movie. You're talking about that movie. That was a great fucking movie. Spike Lee got nominated for the uh, Academy Award for Best Screenplay for that. And Danny Aiello got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for that shit, too. So, I mean, that was like a... I mean, it's a classic amongst black folks, but that was just classic cinema, period. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that black and Italian-like interaction is something that's like like real and shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, we were talking... uh, Excuse me. We were even talking about... Uh, totally unrelated, but a Bronx Tale and shit. And that was another movie that was like great with like showing that black right. and Italian like thing. That even had like a little love story in it. But that was great. But yeah, um, he was he was exceptional and do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? He had uh, just enough heart that you that you that you fuck with him. But he was still like you know that Italian motherfucker and shit like that. And and then it was the thing that was so great about it to me so was that. <clears throat> He was like he was a good dude and shit, but what he keep he in that neighborhood with all of that like the heat and like the up ups, all all the shit you know what I'm saying? It was like yeah. he the fact that he was this Italian motherfucker in the hood had all these Italian people or white folks ever on the wall and shit. He became just because he was white and he was dead. He became the symbol of fucking oppression. To certain yeah. niggas like my man Bug Out and shit, and uh, I mean that's just a classic movie, man. They show the dichotomy of race and how we look at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, was Sal really racist? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, to to an extent, but he still was part of the community. And and when shit changed, like we just divided in in races, mm-hmm. like automatically. It wasn't just the white people; it was the black people. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. wild. Like so it you know, Spike Lee did did kind of like an inside look um on us as a people, like like Ant wants um Oprah to do for all black men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and shout out to yeah, Spike for finding is, is, is that classic scene of um there's that classic scene there's that classic scene between him and uh Spike when he's uh when oh. Spike is asking him about um the the pictures on the wall and, and Danny Aiello's character is breaking it down why he has them on the wall. Versus what Spike wanted to see, so it was just it was a, just an interesting movie. Now, the other movie you were talking about, Joe, I believe, is Harlem Nights, correct? Um, yeah, you hear me? Yeah, 
Well, before yes. we get off that, I want to talk about the ice being on um, Rosie oh, Perez's titties and shit. That was that was dope. There was really no need for that, but Spike. But since it was hot, Spike found a way to like hey, put yo. ice on his nipples, and that shit was. Nigga, you know that why that was, was needed is because niggas actually do that where they get hot like that. So yeah, so I'm saying he found a way to put it in there, and it was very class classy. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was dope. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, like we's going to the next one is more of a like black classic. Mm-hmm. The movie Harlem Nights. And <clears throat> when we think of Ant, you don't fuck with Harlem Nights. When, when we Ant get don't to like something, he make a noise. Wait, hold on, I want to hear Ant talk on Harlem Nights real quick. <laughs> it, it wasn't that good. You know what, and I'll say this. I'll say this. The critics, the critics kind of ripped it and shit. But it's a classic amongst a lot of black folks and a lot of Eddie Facts. fans. And the thing about Harlem Nights that was so brilliant, it was Eddie. I don't know if it's the only time he directed. I don't know. I think it might be. But that shit had fucking Red Fox, fucking um, Richard Pryor, and himself. You know what I'm saying? It was like, and you got and Della yeah, Reese and Robin Harris. And and that's the thing. It was it was a Charlie great, Murphy. And Charlie Murphy was in it before anybody gave a fuck who Charlie Murphy was and shit. Yeah. But no, the Harlem Nights was like a classic. And Danny Aiello, this was the same year as fucking um, Do the Right Thing. Danny Aiello played the fucking cop. What the fuck was his name? I knew this shit. Like, I knew I was going to forget nah, it. Nah, I got it. Hey, like that. Dad, I got it. I, Phil Cantone. Cantone. He played Cantone. He was like the dirty cop and shit. That was uh, working for the mob and kind of extorting um, Sugar, played by uh, Richard Pryor, and Quick, played by Eddie Murphy. And just the cast of actors in that was like just, just, just perfect. And Danny Aiello was he was he was great in that shit too. You know what I'm saying? He was he was great in that shit. So I mean, that's pretty much as far as black folks, we really fuck with them off of Do the Right Thing and Harlem Nights. And to his credit, he played a fucking Greaseball Italian in like a couple dozen <laughs> movies and TV shows, then like fucking whatever the fucking other shit, you know? He was just a face that was real familiar. And uh, especially because those two movies he is tied to, like, you know, to the culture a little bit, yeah. how some white folks and do. I think so. And I, I mean, you know, I'm sure he is, um, you know, similar to someone like a, like a Jim Carrey in terms of being thankful for a living color. He, ha- I'm sure. His parts that he played in Do the Right Thing, um, I won't even say how much, but just Do no, the Right that, Thing. That yeah, really you got nominated for an Oscar. Propelled, yeah, that, really pro- yeah, that propelled. Yeah, that, I'm just saying that really propelled mm-hmm. his, you know, cemented his career, even because he's been acting long before that. But that's really a seminal point in his career. So salute uh, to Danny Aiello. He lived a great life, gave us great uh, movies that we can always reflect on. But on to some happy shit. We just want to definitely want to shout out. Um, I'm going to just shout out a, a few people because there were a few birthdays. Little Rel turned 39. Ernie Hudson, if everybody remembers him from Oz, he turned 74. And coming this Saturday, uh, one, of the, one of the best to ever do it, Samuel L. Jackson turned 70 on, uh, I believe it's Saturday, correct, y'all? Yes, sir. Shout out to Samuel L. Jackson turning 70. But we mentioned Eddie earlier, but we definitely got to mention it again. On Saturday, on Samuel uh, Jackson's birthday, again, Eddie's going to be hosting SNL, and I think that's huge, and everybody needs to tune in. And, you know, I don't know what he's planning, but I'm going to be looking forward to it. 
He gonna bring back the classics probably. But oh, yeah, yeah, he already. I mean, uh, what was I watching? I was watching him on Ellen or a couple of shows that he was doing when he's promoting Dolomite. He was talking about he was gonna bring back uh, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Robinson, excuse me, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Um, Buckwheat. Buckwheat, of course. What's the other ones he had? Um, damn, Gumby. I'm a blank. Gumby. Yeah, that that anybody who had that, and and I'm gonna age myself, and probably some of y'all too. Anybody who had that, um, Eddie Murphy's gridded Saturday Night Lights hits, you know what it is. Cause that shit is that whole that whole shit is classic. I popped that damn tape, had to unscrew it, tape it back up so I could keep watching that shit. That shit is classic. I don't and, know if you can remember James Brown. That'd be kind of weird. No, <laughs> too hot in the hot tub. Yeah, <laughs> but that'd be weird. That'd be, that'd be weird. But it, I mean, I mean, he's been off there for so long, and the way he left was so acrimonious. And the moment he leaves. He becomes the biggest movie star in the world, and he's been away from, you know, Thirty Rock for all of this time, and he's been the, their biggest. Yes, Eddie Murphy is the biggest thing to ever come out of SNL, and uh-huh. it, it's funny. I'm I'm looking forward to this. The first this is one of the first times in a while that I actually plan to catch Saturday Night Live live um, when they're doing it, and um, I mean, the only thing I'm kind of worried about is if. They do bring back some of the old shit and it look dated, but I think that they'll be savvy enough to make Eddie look good and Eddie's still funny as shit now. So, I mean, it's going to be uh, interesting. I heard him talking about coming back for like uh, to host for the first time ever. And uh, he said he's away for real long and he came back for, I think, it was the 50th anniversary thing for a second. Yes. He was like there and he said he, he liked the energy. He felt it. So now he's coming back, you know, doing it. And it feels like this is part of like, okay, Eddie's going to do stand-up again. He had the Dolomite movie. Fucking, he got Coming to America 2 coming out next year. So, it kind of feel like it's more like since Eddie might be bored at home a little bit, that he's like, just trying to do all of this shit once, you know what I'm saying? Get some bags and then whatever. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's good. I, I look forward to seeing Eddie in, on um, Saturday Night Live and shit. I mean, he did say that he felt in the the Jerry Seinfeld thing, he felt like weird coming back. Like he wasn't certain he still had it. I guess he kind of went through a period of like doubt. Like he just stopped making edgy stuff. Like for him, from that point forward, it was basically I can make make Shrek movies for the rest of my life and get paid twenty million dollars per picture and just go ahead and do that. But I think part of it, I think for all of us, I think because he was such a big influence on comedy and on movies to us and the people he influenced after like rock and Chappelle, it just mattered like to see him back in his natural element and to see him just like just give it up like that one more time and like i said i mean i don't know what people are doing on saturday i know it's late I mean, if you're not gonna watch it we are something but like i said it should be on hulu can't be a hulu i mean it should be on hulu y'all but if but he only gets any chance to see like your legends perform at and like I said he's still funny to to see him at this point in life is like his victory lap like I just want to see if I still got it. Well, we gotta watch it live, yo. Like yeah. that's I'm gonna get us some pussy or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go watch it live. I'm gonna I'm gonna end on this. And and the cool thing about Eddie right now it seemed like I mean Eddie put out them Doctor Doolittle's them fucking Norbit fat suit shits in the in the, uh, the the clumps, nutty professor fat suit shits and a couple shitty ass movies and a couple pretty good performances and shit like Dreamgirls and 
fucking Mr. Church and some other yeah. shit. So I mean, like I hope. But also, Eddie- but also the he had different stages because the coming to America Eddie, the Golden Child Eddie. You know what I mean? I know that's what. Eight hours Eddie. You know what yeah, I mean? but like, that, that's he, a, that's. Yeah, stages. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what I was getting to. It seemed like like my funniest, my favorite Eddie shit, um, kind of ended before I like during my teen years and like my little kid years and shit. That that was pretty much my favorite Eddie and shit. I laughed at some Nutty Professor shit and some other shit, but I mean after all of that shit, it was kind of whatever. But to, but like um yeah, I mean Eddie was edgy as shit. Then he then he became very safe, very safe. Mm-hmm. And he did a couple little things here and there that weren't as safe, but it was pretty much he, he was real, like, you know, family friendly and shit. And now it seemed like, you know what I'm saying, like he, he like old, you know what I'm saying, he like 50 son or whatever old he is. And it's like, it's the point where it's like, man, fuck it, I'm old, man. Let me get back to doing some like real shit. I mean, it has you to know be what I like, think it is? Looking at like Chappelle's and fucking, yeah, looking at Chappelle, really, I'm thinking that might have been one. Well, you know what I think it is? You know what I think it is, to be honest, yo? Yo, Eddie, Eddie was like, Eddie was like taking all the hits, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he probably let that shit affect him. And now he probably look at it like, motherfuckers don't even care anymore. Like, I, you could tell it literally affected him. Like, yo, I'm, I'm not going to be the bad guy anymore. You know what I mean? Fuck that. Yo, I'm going to go so hard this way. And, you know, every door opened up for him. And he started making a lot of money that way. So you can't really knock him for it. But... You get, you got to think the whole time he was probably watching these motherfuckers out here, like especially during this period of time, mm-hmm. during the internet and shit. And it was like they say whatever the fuck they want, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? It's real hardcore compared to what Eddie was doing. Mm-hmm. And so Eddie probably like the fuck, nah, nigga. Like yeah, I'm, shit, I, probably I'm, even. I want to get here, y'all. and probably even may he rest in. in peace. Seeing like his brother Charlie, seeing Charlie do like find do his little stand up shit coming to his own. He had to be looking at that like. Yeah, my brother doing the shit that I should be doing right now. Like, I mean, it's one of the things, but when we talk about Eddie and shit, um, we think about the standard, we think about raw and delirious, definitely raw. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that was so long ago. So it's going to be a big thing to see what his next stand-up looks like. Hopefully it comes out sometimes next year. I think he already got the bag from Netflix to do it. So we'll see what that is. But And we definitely... Opening for SNL is kind of like stand-up. So. Yeah, pretty yep. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we and like the thing that we waiting for more than any other shit is to see that coming to America too shit. You know what I'm saying? Wow. But so I mean that shit should be epic. But thinking about that, like that's that's pretty much where like stand up is cool and shit. You know what I'm saying? But the whole thing is like Eddie's movies and shit. And we was talking about this before. Like it's like the perfect time to like just see if we can come with our own like general consensus list of like the top five Eddie Murphy movies of all time. Coming to America's there. Okay. Um. Yeah, Ant fucked me up with this whole Harlem Nights is not good because <laughs> that shit is definitely motherfucking there. Harlem but Nights. You, is but you know the shit. I'm. I'm. Uh, it's what? funny. Harlem Nights are my favorite movies, but they don't make my top five for Eddie. It's not. It's not my top five. It's not mm-hmm. my top five. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna run down something that's in my top five. Fucking my favorite Eddie movie. Is coming to America. My second favorite, wow. it's like almost one A and one two. I mean one A and one B. Fucking trading places was fucking hilarious yeah. to me and shit. There you go. I'll that wait. Oh, yeah. Trading places, yeah. places. Yeah. Then 
I really, really fuck with 48 hours. And shit. Oh, really that's what I was going to go. I, when you said trading places, I was thinking 48 hours the whole time. That was another yeah. one. Then I got to say, like, the first Beverly Hills cop shit. That's another the first one. Two, well, the first two, well, the first two, I, I kind of. Oh, like. the first two was official. Yeah, the third yeah, one is like, yeah, a, yeah, like yeah. that's like yeah, Godfather three. That's like a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Let's get money, and then, like, I probably elevate this because I'm, I'm such a big fan of romantic comedies. But fucking, I thought I think that yeah. Boomerang kind of deserves to be in there. Yeah. Oh shit. That's kind of my, my top five. five. And that's Harlem Nights. That's, that's it. Harlem Nights was fucking hilarious, and yeah. it, it gave us like a chance to see all of these legends at once. It was like it was beautiful, but I don't think that it really fucks with them top. Where five. do you rank? Okay, no, I I I I probably agree. I think I think you did a really good top five. I probably yeah, fuck with the same shit. Uh, that's that's what I was gonna say. Where where do you rank? Um, the Golden Child though, yeah. Golden Child gets no rank. It, it's right. It's right <laughs> above fucking Vampire Brooklyn, nigga. Nah, yo, uh, uh, it's way higher, nigga. We used to watch that shit every fucking day, man. That shit, is, I know it's not. It's not like everybody, you know what I mean? It's not like the days we, the names we were naming, but Golden Child was up there. Like when he broke through the door, he's like, "My dear brother Noomsi." And then he had chicks like, you know what I mean, doing flips and couple and all of a sudden they just wanted to fuck and like, yo, like for no reason. And they're like ninjas that's attack these niggas for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, yo, Eddie run with that movie, B. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think, do you think let me let me ask you a question, Ant. Let me ask you a question, yeah. Ant. Did you ever see Big Trouble in Little China? Absolutely. All right, so what you what you think was a better movie, Golden Child or Big Trouble in Little China? Big trouble in Little China because they're gonna remake this. Get the, get the fuck out of here! Nah, it was Golden Child, nigga. All right, let's move on, man. This room is fucked up. So, so, so we going So, so is that like the list we gonna fuck with? No, yeah, your list was though. Yeah, your list was though. We ain't. So, so number one is gonna be is gonna be coming to America. Yeah. It's not my number one, but okay. What's your number one? Trailer places or Sundance? Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Really? Okay. All right, but yeah. it's still in the top five, so he's okay. Yeah, top five. All right, so yeah, we updated. I mean, that's pretty much it. And we all good with throwing Boomerang up in there? Yeah, no. I was, um, I was good. I, I, just, I actually forgot about Boomerang until you said it. So once you said yeah. it, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I'll say this about Eddie. I think those might be like his five best when I think about it. But I think some of his like top performances was when he played James Early in uh, Dreamgirls. But that's not yeah. an Eddie movie. And he really did his thing in Dolomite. But... I still don't put that above those five. Not yet, because it's too fresh to go yeah. to Dolomite shit. Like, maybe later on we'll look at it and it's like, oh, he really did an amazing job. Now, you're absolutely right about the dream girl shit. That might be his best acting job. And it yeah. probably put him back. Oh, it probably put him in the world of being a serious actor. Because he did that dream girls thing and it was like, okay, Eddie's back and he could be a serious actor. And then yeah, he got give the, the ask, church yeah. look. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, okay, so now Eddie can do different you know what i mean he's he's more, he's dynamic again because the only people that would let him be serious before was black people mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like, the the movies that he had that had mass appeal they was like tell a joke nigga <laughs> boomerang might be number six really what you got above it man nah. Boomer- yeah what you got this above nigga that? did this shit to be convert controversial no the only i, I if i'm going to put cop i might as well put cop too really oh uh, i got I kind of put those two together, uh, put, y'all. Actually, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I put yeah, I put those put two together, y'all. Like when, okay. when Joe said that, that's that's how I looked at it. I, I said when Joe said um 
Beverly Hill Cop, and I said, well, two, two. And then I was like, yeah, but I just put them together. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Yeah, yeah I got I mean, it. I mean, uh, I would just put it. it. It's there. It's there. For me, it's in no particular order, but the top five is Cop, Cop 2, 48 Hours, Coming to America, and Trading Places. That's it. Yeah, I fuck with Anthony List. Because I, I, I got Coming to America, Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop, 48 Hours, Boomerang. And I liked another 48 yeah, Hours cool. as well. So I'm kind of yeah, thinking cool. about Beverly Hills Cop. It's like, I'm just put one of them up there because we know it's both. Nah, another 48 Hours wasn't better than none of them movies. It was a hours, good movie, but it wasn't. 48 Hours was about as good as, I mean, another 48 Hours was about as good as 48 Hours because it was just a really good continuation of the first shit. Same with Beverly Hills Cop. It was Hills a good Cop. continuation, but there was nothing better than when the nigga was singing, Roxanne, <laughs> in the jail, then nigga pull up the thing. He started the another go, Beverly Hills Cop with it, too. No, but then he goes into, you know, so he come out of the jail. He, no, he, no, he was singing the jail, Brown. right? Then he then he goes into the to the um cowboy people um shit and fucks the these niggas like yeah in the <laughs> bar. Yo, nah, man, Eddie got that shit off, yo. He didn't. It wasn't the same um uh of uh, another forty eight hours. You know what I mean? It was a good movie, and okay. it maybe is top seven. But it wasn't the same. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm flexible with the shit. So what are we going to say is the top one? Whatever niggas say. Coming. Coming to America. Coming, right, coming to, to America. America, number one. Number two is what? Trading I say places. Cop. You say nah, I, I say trading trade. places. I, I'll go trading places. I'll go trading right. places. So then we go Beverly Hills Cop one. Right. What do we go okay. for eight hours? Okay. Then 48 hours. Uh-huh. All right, so the fifth spot, I really want to throw Boomerang in there, but it you gotta be cop, Boomerang, you know, because I, I might put, I might put um, Boomerang over Beverly Hills Cop. Oh no, oh, I might, I might too. I mean, yo, but I, I, I'm I starting think, to think about it. More, I might like, too, more, only because I revisit that. Yeah, way more. I revisit, yeah, I revisit that movie. I revisit that movie. And the thing about movie. Boomerang, it showed us like. Black fly shit. Yeah, it was, it was like one of the first shit, and that's they were business, favorite. and I mean, they were really in, in marketing and business, and it was like, and that it, was, I wanted to do what they were doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, that like I shit, felt like corporate life was like yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. shit set up my favorite movies with black folks that came in like the early two thousands and shit, like all of those black rom coms where, okay, they might have had one nigga that was struggling. Maybe, but for the most part, niggas was writers. They was like professional athletes. They were lawyers. They were doctors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, were like admin. They were accountants, businessmen, entrepreneurs. So I mean, that movie really like set up a genre that fucking Gabrielle Union and Vivica Fox lived off of for fucking decade plus. You know what I'm saying, Anson Nalayson, all of them. You know what I'm saying? So are we gonna put Boomerang above Beverly Hills Cop in 48 Hours? Or oh yeah, I can't do it. Ah, oh, we did it, Anthony. You got outvoted. <laughs> you got three to one. Joe talked me into that shit. I ain't gonna lie. Yo, so, so, yo Anthony, you, you, yo, you put this on the Instagram, nigga. You might have to make you a little count or get get one of your bitches to like write some shit for <laughs> <laughs> The only reason I can't put Boomerang above that is because at that time, once he made that movie, he was literally the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah, but, you, but that's Look. dope. And I mean, you know what? The thing I liked about Harlem Nights was getting to see Eddie with fucking Richard and like Red Fox. But as good as that shit was, seeing Eddie with Martin and fucking David Allen Greer, that shit was even better. And the late great fucking uh, John Witherspoon yeah. with the coordinated yeah. mushrooms and shit. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo. But you got to put that, in, put that in perspective that that movie was so ill, naming the names that you just named, that the only part Chris Rock could get was five seconds on the screen with, as a male character. You understand what I'm saying? And even that was a big role. Like everybody, everybody showed out in that movie, man. You know what I mean? Like, yo, Robin yeah. Givens was in that movie. She showed out. She played to part. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Tisha Campbell was in that movie, dog. Do right. remember, man? He hey. that that who was that other chick that 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 blew up a little bit now? You know what I'm saying? Looking a little bit different. You know what I mean? She uh-huh. was in that. Uh, Lil Rashawn had the jacket. Yeah, Lil Rashawn. Yeah, she was in that shit too. Right. Yo, everybody within that shit, yo. That right. shit was the bomb. That matter of fact, yo, yo, you could say, you could say, Eddie go. Murphy's first go. culmination <laughs> was coming to America. You know what I'm saying? That was his real culmination. Like, yo, black people, we Africa is not that. You know what I mean? It's this. We come from this. You know what I mean? We might live in these places, and this is how we adapt in, in these places. But look where we came from. Our excellence is so much higher than that. We just exist in these areas. And look and look at the root. Like, that's what he showed us there. You see what I'm saying? And he, he, he created this cast of, of characters and people and, and put them all in positions to, to reflect that. You know what I mean? On a national stage. And then he took... Then his next step, yo, like, maybe not next step, but you know what I mean? His next step in, in that level of thinking was, yo, we hit the corporate world but we still stay fly with it, you know what I'm saying? I could still be in the corporate world, make all this money and all the rest of that, look at my bachelor pad, but I could still bag the bad ones. I still got my boys, you know what I mean? We could still chill, like, life's not that bad. This is a world that, that's open to you, you know what I mean? Just just pursue these type of avenues, and you can have the world. You can still get down. You can still chill with your boys. Just make sure that they rise up with you. Yeah, Yo, man. Boomerang might be number two. Mm, no. I don't know, man. Nah, not over trading. Yo, trading places is probably one of my favorite. Trading places, Eddie Murphy was there. You know what I mean? He was a character in it, and yes, but he wasn't the main. Dan Aykroyd had as much as a part of, of trading places as Eddie Murphy. Well, I'll say that, Bob. But listen, you know what I mean? I think about, think about it like this. I agree. It was, but, it was it was a buddy thing. It became pretty much a yeah. So I'm putting Eddie over a kind of like forty eight. I'm putting Eddie over a buddy. I'm putting Eddie over a buddy, dogs. I'm you know why? You know why I can't? Number you, know, two. you know why I can't? Because it's like I was gonna make. I was thinking coming to America was after trading place. Trading trading places was just so fucking brilliant. Like, and you saw Jamie Lee Curtis titties, and you saw some raggedy bitches titties when fucking Eddie, Eddie was in his house. It was Eddie, but it wasn't Eddie, yo. It was Eddie. You know the thing I love about it? I put like, dream girls on them. On, on nah, we can't. The thing, the thing I love about like, Kurt, yo, Eddie came from like the gutter, right? And yeah. the thing was... Nah, that I was, loved I'm, it. I'm, I'm going to deep dive a little bit just for a second. Okay. But it's like, okay. Eddie came from like the gutter. He was like in the street <laughs> and shit, you know what I'm saying? But that's what the nigga's circumstances was. And then you had the white boy that came from everything. And then when these fucking jokers, the fucking... Uh, the... It, the Duke, the Duke brothers and shit. When they decide to have a little social experiment and shit, it's like we got to see. Okay, you put the brother. Yeah, he from the hood, but you put this nigga in position. It's like yeah, he could do this shit as good or better than the white boy. You know what I'm saying? So that shit was dope and to me. And understand it easily. And understand it in his own way and flip it and then make you money. And then even wow. when you try to set him up to like you know drop the money clip and shit like oh this nigga gonna take this money. He thought about it like nah I'm in a position like that. 
niggas don't get. So here, now here your money clip back. It's all there. You know I mean, it's all there. Check. You know what I'm saying? Only thing he did was slide off, slide off and smoke a little bit of the weed after Dan Aykroyd went in there wilding out in the fucking Santa suit and shit. But I mean, the thing that was so dope that like Eddie came from the gutter and then he rose up and then he went and got the fucking white boy. Was like, yo, guess what, nigga? If you want to get back, the best way we can do this is fucking taking these rich motherfuckers and making them broke. So you take the expertise you got, put me up on game. We're going to go here and we're going to take Jamie Lee Curtis titties and we're going to take the, the butler and we about to go do some little scam and shit and the gorilla suit and blah, blah, blah. Take the fucking crap report and then flip it and make so much bread that we're going to be on island. And shout out to Eddie for having a black chick on the island because he could have had a white bitch. We had a black nah, chick. I like, yo, Eddie, Trading Places was amazing, but Trading it was amazing. Just, just Boomerang was, was for, shout for, out, for, shout for, out to, for Shout out to Eddie. And I'll say what I said before. I said, I don't know what type of 
what they had around them, but you bringing him, you signed a person into a state where it's legal to smoke marijuana, where it's open, you know, and I've been to Seattle, like, they just smoke that shit walking down the block, he can just be sitting on his damn balcony, and that shit is, Yeah, but that you know shit really, that shit damn near, like, legal everywhere, he didn't need it, it didn't matter whether it was a state well, or yeah, not yeah, a state, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I was just pointing, that was really, that was really on jokes and stuff like that, but, you know, it just really started to talk about a lot of Athletes, regardless of color, the athletes that are maybe um to talk about season opportunities and wasted talent of any athletes, regardless of the sport, who haven't taken advantage of their opportunity because it is you know you are I don't know how many people in the NBA what make this is the least sad shit in the world, guys. Yeah, it is. Uh, hey, listen, 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 listen. Let me, let me put it out there. there. Hold on, yo, let me finish the sentence. Yo. But what what I will say is this, yo, NFL's behind the eight ball because the MLB just this, this week came exactly. out saying they're not going to test for marijuana that's anymore. Part of my shit. Listen, let oh. me say this, right? right well, the MLB, ahead, like you just said, the MLB, they fucking came out and I think hockey did this shit before, or whatever. But they ain't testing for no marijuana, just like opioids and like cocaine shit, whatever, fuck like that. So my whole shit is this, and the little white ass sports, they're making it real like fucking. Last and shit, you know what I'm saying? Now I don't know. This nigga Josh Gordon, he might have been like snorting cocaine. I don't know, but I think it's just weed. And the reason this shit is sad to me is because he keep violating, and it's like this nigga's only like 27, 28 years old, and he is like super talented, and it's like it's like damn, it's like he just can't like get right. And to he went me, to the wrong team. The nigga violated like four or five times, bro. I, I know he just, he just, he just, he he just wouldn't have did that shit if he was a 49er. But real niggas know this, but I understand. Let's go. Yeah, Joe, you act like you ain't know where that was going. <laughs> go ahead. But nah, that that's like we talking about like wasted talent and shit. It's like not being able to get out of your own way, you know. And uh, I feel like you know it could be like a lot of times where people come from and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like because he because. He always, whenever they have him like talk about shit, he seemed real like, real like, damn, I know I'm fucking up. I, I don't want to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing my best. And in Cleveland, they gave him a lot of chances and shit because he's like that talented. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it wasn't, and it wasn't a fucking coincidence that he went to the fucking Patriots and shit. You know what I'm saying? I think he got, I think he got a Super Bowl ring over there. Um, whatever. Yeah, he got one last year. Yeah, shit. yeah, and it oh. wasn't, it, it wasn't a fucking coincidence that. The nigga got yanked up quick as hell by a contender this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seattle, it's like the nigga's that talented. And, like, P. Cow, when I heard him speak, he didn't speak on some, like, damn, this nigga done fucked up. It was, like, sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's probably, probably sad he lost that talent, of course. But yeah. it's like, he's like a young man. You know what I'm saying? But, he, Joe, I just want to go back to something you said. Like, I don't really think it goes back to where people are from. I think it's who their mentors are. You know what I mean? Like who, who uh, surrounded them with like with with information on how to get down, you know what I mean? Like the voices that they listen to. But I don't I don't think it really be where you're from because like you know what I mean. I've seen I've seen people come from horrible circumstances and do some of the best things and be able to avoid things because they've seen them before. And I've seen people come from the best of situations and not be able to avoid it at all. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think I I don't know if look. 
you know, proximity or location is is a leading indicator. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing is like the reason I think it's extra sad. I don't know, just like just the NFL. It's like they seem like they'll just swallow up niggas and then whatever. But I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, I'll be and I'll say this about the NFL. Like it's a it's a it's a very very tough sport to play. Like it's the only it's literally the only sport out of all the sports. Period. Not just the major ones that. You practice more than you actually play, and you practice mm-hmm. hard. Pause. Like it's a lot. Like you can't, and you have to understand the playbook. There's like terminologies and everything. It's not like a, you know, if you get up to the plate, it's like okay, I know a curve. I mean, whatever. action is only eleven one. minutes, but they keep you out there for two hours. So, yeah. yeah. Well, now, let me say. Let me I'm say. I'm not even talking. About, yeah, I'm not even talking about the game. I'm talking about practice. Like yeah. just the things you have to learn and that you have to know. It's not. Something you could just base off your talent because you're dependent on so many other things happening yeah. there. It doesn't even matter if you open every single time. It's a matter if that offensive line is not like there's just a lot that goes into it mentally that you can tire yourself out mentally and then you tire yourself out physically and then you're getting the pressure to play and then they pump you full of drugs so you can get on the field. There's just a lot. There's just a lot that just goes into it just to even get on the field. Yeah. Every you see these people retiring in their prom at like 29, they done because they just can't, they, I mean, they tough and everything, but they just can't take it. So it's just, yeah. I think a lot that goes into that. There's a lot that goes into it. Eventually they're going to approve. And speaking, and, and, and speaking on that, I have watched, uh, I think it was this, this past week, I have watched Stephen A. Smith on, um, I forget the name of the podcast, but it's a podcast with, uh, all the up in smoke, all the smoke. Yeah, episode, the one with Steven Jackson and um, the dude that fucked up. Matt um, Barnes. Matt okay, Matt Barnes and shit. And uh, they called him out on um, on the weed shit. You know what I'm saying? And because uh, you know Stephen A. Smith on his catchphrases, stay off the weed or whatever fucking shit. Yeah. And Matt Barnes gave him a little education. You know what I'm saying? He probably already knew it, of course. But Matt Barnes broke him down. It's like, yo, man, you out here playing this, that, whatever, all this toll in your body. Niggas want to pump you with all these opioids and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? Then you taking other shit to offset the effects of other shit. And say when you just hit that weed and shit, you know what I'm saying? The shit do like wonders for you that the other shit won't. You know what I'm saying? So. It's one of the things like Stephen A. Smith was still on like, well, you know, I, I agree with that, but you gotta watch and make sure you ain't fucking up your money and shit by doing it. We know it's the rules. Yeah, but Stephen was right. Yeah, I think he was like, yo, he's like, don't. He's like, yeah. He's like, he like do it, just but don't he, be caught. He said, he said, if dude says, well, the fine for this is five hundred thousand, Stephen, I got it. You know what I mean? Well, then he can't say nothing about it. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Yeah, and I mean, shit, man, this nigga Josh Gordon got suspended in college for fucking weed. It's like he got a history. So I don't know, man. Maybe he's just a fuck up and this, that, whatever and shit. But, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. As far as circumstances, maybe I'm being too easy on him because I want to be in a situation and shit. Because niggas come from all types of circumstances. Like one of my favorite basketball players that uh, fucking uh, Alex been hating on since he came in the league, my brother uh, John Wall and shit. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker, when he was like, what did he say? He said his father was locked up. And his father came out when he was like eight years old. And like a couple months later, he died of some kind of cancer and shit. And then his mama was grinding at all his brothers and sisters and shit. And it was tough. He gave him a tough upbringing, but he like made it to the league and shit. And he he did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers like Alex and fucking Colin Cowherd was hating on him and shit. But, you know, he he did his thing. But uh, another reason I mentioned John Wall, because his, his mom passed, like, uh, 
a few a few days ago. A few days ago, I think she was she's 58. She died of some form of cancer, and uh, you know, it was sad. You know, what I'm saying I think a lot of us. Hell, I have like damn near a dozen people, um, women that passed away in my life uh, from like cancer and shit, and it's hard. But you know, I just want to like shout out John Wall for always seeming like he's doing a good thing, even though he came from rough circumstances, and even though he lost his mom at least for like uh, I think he been in the league like nine years, at least he got to. She got to see him make all his bread. He got to buy the crib and shit from moms and all that was living a good life. But yeah, man, shout out to, you know, shout out to niggas coming from hard <laughs> yeah. circumstances and coming into whatever league, association they are, and just, just doing their thing and shit. And um, yeah, man, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of my favorite, speaking of my favorite, uh, I'm supposed to speak another one, another one of my favorite athletes. Uh, Russell Wilson. I want to shout out to him and the Seahawks for um, taking that uh, number one spot um, in a division away from um, the 49ers who lost to some trash ass niggas in Atlanta. Something like, ugh, ugh, it's nasty. Yeah. It's disgusting. Still clinch season basically over. Niggas don't care anymore. Yes. So 40, um, the Knicks is killing uh, Atlanta Hawks right now. Anthony squad. Anthony said we should build like the Hawks and be just like them. And R.J. Barrett just dunked on these niggas that Anthony was hyping. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Nigga, nigga, we want to have one more extra win than they got. They got the same fucking win. Yeah, but they got that the, was they my got point the last week, stuff. nigga. What the fuck did you talk about? Oh my god, I can't believe you finally said it. It's a shame. We should take this moment, because I don't think we got really shit else to talk about. We should take this moment before we end this shit and drag Anthony for being the phoniest Knicks fan, like, in existence and shit. Go for it. I, I, I mean, for it. the problem is Alex is on the phone. And I don't have nothing to say. No, in comparison, I don't know who's more phony of a Knicks fan, Alex or Anthony. I mean, at least Alex admits he don't watch, but then he mm-hmm. did lie about the 20 games that one time. 20 games, and man. acts like he's, he's a real watcher fan guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it says the wildest shit. So I don't know which one of these niggas. I, I think I, I think it's Anthony because we heard Anthony speak <laughs> eloquently I don't give a fuck about, about basketball right now. Yeah, he don't give a fuck about basketball. So I, we go to Anthony and shit because <laughs> this nigga is the type of nigga that will bet against his team before the season even yep. starts. Yep. To, like, and, and, and it's ill. When they, when they have so much promising young talent, a couple grizzled yeah. vets to, like, kind of, like, back him up and help him get along until they, like, gel and shit. And Anthony wants to see these niggas fucking just totally fall on their face. He probably want to see fucking one of the young stars fucking tear ACL or some crazy shit just so he could win a bet. I mean, it's wild. It's like, yeah. I'm like, this nigga, man. Type like, nigga is this, B. Is it, why, yeah. Anthony? Why do you hate the Knicks? Make new niggas, like, make, make different type niggas every day, B. I don't, I don't hate them. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think the Ross is construct, constructed good. I think the way they put their money together didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I figured there's a different route, and this route just wasn't it. You know the Knicks have what, like the third smallest b- payroll in the NBA, though. I say like, it like this, y'all. 
I'm a numbers nigga, right? And fucking Brian is like a super numbers fucking financial nigga and shit. So I don't know where you coming from. And you must not be a numbers nigga if you ain't following the way they brilliantly spent their money in free agency so they can make sure that they have all the money they need and even a nice tradable piece in Julius Randle so they can go after two max players. I mean, I know that's been the whole Yo, shit but, forever. Yeah, I was but, about to say, Joe, you know what it is? That, that, when you say that, yeah. To, and forget that you watch. We just talking about the majority of fans. When you say that, at yeah, this I don't hear it anymore. Fans, though. I don't. I don't that hear shit it doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't mean yeah. anything. Like y'all being not. No, y'all, no, but but, but but it. it the, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Really, is right. I'm no, no, not wait, really. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Wait. Wait. Can I just? Can I just. Everything Alice said is right, but in context of what Anthony is saying, where we should do this with the money and that with the money, it's like, okay, we're not even really spending the money. The money, the currency is fiat, meaning it okay. doesn't mean anything. And then we're, it's low, we're not spending the money. So, like, your your whole purpose for having a lower roster, lower um, financial impact is to have a lower financial impact, which is exactly what we have. So and, I don't understand what the fuck this nigga talking about. And I just want to say, like, when I, I don't know if y'all caught the sarcasm in my voice when I said, so we can get the two match create. That, that was the yeah. sarcasm shit. It no, like, I, did, I, we, I understood. I understood, yeah. but they, niggas is going to react. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so we're going to have the money, we're going to have the talent, and we can hopefully, you know, as our young talent gets Marlo better. Marlo from the wires at the game tonight. Oh, word. Shout word. out to that nigga, Jamie Hector. He, that's my nigga. He was bro. next to another famous nigga, and I couldn't tell who he was. But they was they was really focusing on the other famous nigga. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But nah, man, I think the Knicks is gonna win at least twenty nine games, and um, and that's what it is. And we are gonna get like a pretty high draft pick, Lord willing. You know what I'm saying? And I say fuck the draft pick, man. Bring in Mark Jackson. All that draft yeah. pick talking. Oh, yeah. Get, yeah. Both niggas. Jackson. We want the draft pick. I want. I want. I want. I want Mark right. Jackson. I want fucking Van Gundy as the assistant right. head coach. And I want I one want... of them top white boys to be the GM. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of them top white boys to be an OKC. Sam Presti or one of them type niggas, man. Yeah, man. Get one of them niggas in here, too. Get Mark Jackson in here hyping these niggas up, saying their names everywhere. They're going to have a cool-ass name. You know what I mean? Like Broadway bosses or some shit like that. Like Mark Jackson's going to come out with some <laughs> ill shit. You know what I'm saying? Only only Mark could do. And then, yeah. And then Anthony's going to be branded. Anthony's going to be wearing his jerseys and hyping it like he never said this shit, but we got him on tape. He ain't even going to do it. He's going to be sitting there hating like that nigga in belly and shit. I was sitting on the couch that they made strip and shit. He's going to only hate for so long. You can only hate for so long. Like, niggas used to hate on Drake. Niggas used to be like, yo, I hate Drake. But then, like, once you see him everywhere and you hear him everywhere, that probably add going, to the songs too much. That's I think what it's the going to take the Knicks winning the championship for Anthony not to hate. Knicks, Knicks, <laughs> like the, the Knicks will win a championship, but this nigga will be like, the next day it'll be like, they can't win two, though. <laughs> see that type of face-ass nigga, B. Uh, Anthony, you a wild nigga, B. Not at all, man. Yeah, I mean, y'all keep pushing that narrative if you want, but it's not like that at all. <laughs> yes, he's trying to take that hard line of trying to be the be the be the smart fan that just puts shit down until shit falls into place, and that's just the wacky shit. Nigga don't want to see your vision. Not, but, but Joe, that's really how a lot of that's really how a lot of Knicks fans feel at this point. Like that's you know, a common, he, he, that's here's the thing, thing, yo. When the Knicks was like trash and shit. 
and like in like the 2000s when it was like trash and I was running around like strip clubs and taking pictures <laughs> of models and other bullshit with my niggas. I would turn on MSG, watch the Knicks be like trash. Like, I mean, Knicks is trash, but I would still turn it on though and watch some games and shit. I would never be like, oh, fucking all this bullshit. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just different, yo. He ain't a fan. I'm going to say this. I've been a Knicks fan like my whole life and shit. My mama was a Knicks fan. She used to go to games with my grandfather when she was young. He took me to a couple games when I was younger. Shit like that. I'm a Knicks fan. There's maybe a, a week and a half I was a Wizards fan like five or six years ago and shit when I was very upset. Then I switched back because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So it's like... I don't. So my thing is this: if you're a fan of a team, you can't just be looking at the fucking the bad shit. I mean, if it's like the 2000s and shit, whatever, when niggas was like super trash and they seemed like there was no hope. Nah, Joe, you got you looking at it like that. You really got. You can't just. Nah, I, I I agree with I agree with you, Alex. Like I'm not really disagreeing with what you're saying, Alex. I I might. That's why I'm not only really making Anthony my target. Because like a lot of people say the shit that Anthony said, but then with when given the actual information that everything he said was false, like the nigga didn't adjust, which is something else. Like that's not, you, that's not the level we're talking. My main problem with you, Anthony, right now, okay, Nix is trash, whatever. <laughs> my main thing is that you keep talking about the way the roster was put together and the money when that is the most false shit we did. Everybody even said that shit. Even that nigga, that the fat white nigga with the jiggling chins that be on the jump with Rachel Nichols, the wind horse nigga. Yeah. Even no. that nigga said like a week ago. And even that, we, even a week ago, that hating ass motherfucker was like, yo, when the Knicks put together the roster they did with the scraps they had to when they was real smart with the money, I thought, hell, that was a good plan. Now I'm seeing it's not, fuck you, nigga. It was a good plan then. Niggas just ain't winning. And what the fuck? Back then, you didn't expect them niggas to win. You know what I'm saying? So nigga, like, the, the Knicks have like the second smallest payroll in the NBA. So then, the idea that the, the Knicks could, so what did you want us to have less money? There's a cap. There's a floor, I should mean, I should say. Who did you so, who did you uh, say? Who did Anthony say to sign Butler? Is that was that the Nah, the nah, said? that was me being silly. He never said no oh, shit. Oh, like okay, that. okay. Yeah. Nah, no. he, he was saying some other stupid shit though. He just said that these niggas' plan was stupid, but he had no other plan. That they should have went with, you know what I'm saying? Nothing that makes nothing that makes sense. When like his, we his whole out. plan is for them to have more money, but guess what? They like have we do plan. have the most money that we can possibly have. Like we have the second thing. smallest payroll in the NBA. Everybody, everybody said that the Knicks did the best they could, even better than they thought they could, with them not getting Durant. You know what I'm saying? To spend it. What was you about to say? They're talking about this money shit to spend it on who? But you have to have it to be able to spend. Your whole argument was to have the money. So the, what's your have, argument? So we what have the, the money, Anthony. So, so we have the wait, money. wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. And, and, and. So once once the Knicks didn't get Kyrie and Kevin Durant, like get the rest of the shit you said was, well, then you keep some money. And all right, so nigga, we actually did keep the money. What we are at is what what called the NBA floor, the salary cap floor. Okay, yeah. so we did keep the money. The money that you wanted to have is actually here. You're just upset that there's names that you had to fill the roster with, but you had that mm -hmm. money had to go to somewhere at some point in time because there's an actual floor. No, so, no. What I'm saying is that if you have the money, 
Yes. And you don't have the players. You don't need to sign anyone. Because the guys that nigga, have signed, nigga, they have signed niggas to fill out a roster for a year. Roster. You have to fill the roster. One in one deals. The only person that we sign that is not off the books next season is Julius Brandon. And he's young and talented. And we can trade the contract. In a second, we literally have all of the fucking money. All of the money. We have all of the money. Nothing that you could say, and there's honestly the nothing. Money. We are the wait, most wait, slow flexible that we let, could let ever. So Ant keeps saying the same thing uh, like we yeah, don't Ant. have the money. He yeah, doesn't but he's not making the money. It's hard to do. All right, go ahead, Ant. Before the season started, when we signed these dudes, Joe was talking about we got the coach, we got a black front office, we got these dudes. We're going to make a playoff run. And I was like, no, you're not going to make a playoff run. And you jumped down my throat then. Because I said, it doesn't make sense. If it all works out and it clicks, then we could be in the running to get that eighth spot. And guess what, man? That's possible. That was that was possible. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm not against that. I no, it, it still is. I, I don't it's think East, I don't bro. think we're out of the position got, like, to be. What I said is what I said the ultimate for 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 the Knicks this year is. I didn't. I said I don't think the playoffs will be the ultimate for the Knicks. But what I think is to be in the conversation as a team fighting to get into the playoffs is the ultimate position for the Knicks. And I still think that's what it is. I have, I have no reason not to think that right now. And that's where I'm still at with it. I mean, I like I. Other than that, like what you're what you're talking about, like I I don't care about the rest of the shit you're saying because as far as flexibility, we have it. <laughs> No, 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 it's not a diss. No, 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 no. I know, it just sounds I didn't mean it like that. No, 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 but this time I didn't mean it like that. No, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not worried about like the, the things like salary and anything of the rest of the things that, uh, you know what I mean, his concerns weren't my concerns. That's what I meant it. You know what I mean? And, and so I'm saying like, I don't have those same kind of concerns because we have the most cap flexibility ever. So the whole idea of this is I want, we, I need to see the young guys actually see wins on the board and see fight in their eyes on the basketball court. That's what we wanted to see. And, and I'm sitting there watching them all get better. We've never seen Frank Nilekita play better than this. We've never seen Kevin Knox be more efficient than this. R.J. Barrett has become uh, the man in front of our eyes. You know what I mean? And I mean, the only thing that we probably wouldn't have predicted is Mook being the star of the team over Julius Randle. But even yeah. that narrative's changing in the last five games. Because Julius Randle is averaging over uh, 20 points and over 10 rebounds in the last five games. He's slowly taking over while um, Morris is actually having a little bit of a slump. So, I mean, you're seeing all the things that you kind of wanted to see on the basketball court. Even Dennis Smith is starting to actually play a little bit better after he got, you know, removed from the the, uh, starting positions. So, I mean, all this shit is shit you wanted to see happen. You would have asked for this if if, if if nothing, Anthony, yo, I don't know if if you if the names that the Knicks filled out a roster with were were the names that Anthony would like. I don't, you know, what I mean, I don't know how else to I say mean, that shit. Well, we missed but out. We, we he would still out. want this. We missed out on Durant and all and fucking Kyrie and shit. All I wanted was for the Knicks to get Julius Randle and um fucking uh, what's the kid that was in uh Russell. D'Angelo Russell. I want them to get them because they was young, and their max yeah. was a smaller max than the real max. We could still fill out a roster. Yeah. When yeah. D'Lo got caught up in the whole sign and trade shit, whatever the fuck with Durant and went out there, that shit was dead, but we still got Julius Randle who's young, and it's just, when it comes down to it, it's like 
If anything, all we wanted to do was see the young guys get some burn, get some play and shit, and like you said, get the feeling of winning some games. And we wanted to have cap flexibility because there was nobody besides maybe like a Julius Randle that was like young with this upside and shit that was going to be at a reasonable rate for us to bring in and shit. You know what I'm saying? Look at how Jimmy do in Miami and shit. It's kind of like, okay, maybe we could have gave Jimmy the bag, but our young boys ain't a season. There's like some of the, the no-name niggas in Miami that we don't know and shit. So, I mean, it is what it is. Like, So when it comes down to it, the Knicks have all the money. And I just want Ant to know, the Knicks have all the money. We have all, we had, that was the best financial situation. Alex do accounting, Brian do all his business shit, whatever. I am an engineer. We are numbers. <laughs> Fucking I mean, We say that they did smart business. I'm trying to show this nigga shit on the, on the low. But we did, yeah, yeah, say that we did, like we did smart shit for them business. <laughs> The only bad thing I don't about really the Knicks now, shit. I don't give a fuck about the shit, but, but when he broke it down, like I thought that the whole process with the money and just signing short-term deals so you could have clap, clap, cap flexibility yeah. made sense. I and, didn't think they was winning anything, but I thought it made sense for the business of basketball and not giving exactly. away draft picks. Like I could ride with that game. I could ride with that plan if they lose, and at least there's some type of structure that we haven't had wow. the previous 25 years. And literally it's, everybody, everybody that hates on the Knicks, like we talked about that last podcast, everyone said, the Knicks, oh, they sold us that bill of goods with Kevin Durant, but then they whispered, but it was a really smart business move they did with all their contracts. They're going to have all the money next free agency. Let's see what happens then. Like, they all whispered that shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and it's a fact. That's a fact, Anthony. We have all the money. Now you may not. You may not. Money, money, you may not like the burn that shit. like fucking um, Morris was getting and shit over some of the young guys. Yes, we would all like to see Knox play like thirty some odd minutes and shit every night in the starting lineup and really like cut his teeth with a bunch of other young niggas and just go all or nothing and shit. Yeah, that would be dope. You know what I'm saying? We would it like is, the Knicks to have won those fucking like six or seven close ass games that they just couldn't close on. You know what I'm saying? We would love that. Other than that, the Knicks did smart fucking business. It was fucking brilliant. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. What? What? Okay, what, what's the problem? The one last time, what's because you keep saying we're going to have all this cap space. We had it last offseason, too. The problem that you... No, we have it We now. did not have like, all what, of this. No, we no, 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 no but what, is, what more would you want from us, though? Once you don't get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you have to do something. Okay? And guess what else and the so what we did is create all, No, no, wait, Joe. Ahead, so what we did is create come options on, on, for on, any on, position on. that, that would possibly... Arise for us. Like, exactly. That's all we are. It's not just right about now, we have the agent. option. No, 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 hold we, on, Joe. We have, we the, have the option to be We anything. can trade and pick get anyone the fuck we want. No, no, no. no but Joe, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to understand what, what Anthony is talking right. about. Because anything we'll say, you just want to come up with some bullshit, right? So you try. Like, I'm trying to pin down come the on. actual idea or thought, right? Because it's like the Knicks have the most flexibility that anybody can have, right? There's no more flexibility that they can possibly have. Right. To you admitted what? to yourself, like, we weren't going to win what? a championship. To do what? To do what? So, to do but what? have to do something so then don't do anything? So then, so then what did you want them to do? Sign a whole bunch of bad people and be stuck? No, you have to have the flexibility so at some point in time you could do something. 
But what? If you your argument is, is, is that, then you don't right. have I any think, intelligent I think argument. that's the question. I think there's the question right there, but that's the typical... Oh, here's the that's the typical Nick. That's the typical Nick problem is saying oh, well, because like that's why I keep saying that it's like we don't like we've been sold that so it doesn't even matter. So no, keep right. it in context. Right. Then what's the complaint? Like, like, okay, no, so then what's the complaint? The okay, answer. Right, that's so what I'm, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, no. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm just say he's saying an argument that all Nick fans have had. Say stop telling us. We have cap space. Y'all been telling us that since. Okay, but what happened? When what? was the last time what we had all of this have? cap space? No, we haven't. But but don't worry about that. When so so what 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 instead of that we, though, what did you have, want to happen? We have young players. That no, no, that's the question. No, let me finish. No, that's the we have question. young players. No, I, the, all, I, I, but that's just you talking. I want to hear what Anthony's saying. Yo, right, because the question that B is asking is so the what question, is Okay, the question. Let's, let's, yeah. let's let Anthony speak. What would you have done during the free agency differently, Anthony? Not this. Not this, though. No, nah, but yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't I don't think it's fair to say, yeah, I don't think it's fair to say that, yeah, I don't think it's fair to say nothing, you don't know, but not, yeah, but you gotta have an answer to the question, because if you get in the boardroom and they say, you don't want to spend the money there, but we gotta spend the money, you have to have the solution, or the alternative, so what's the alternative? You have a budget, you gotta spend this money somehow. <laughs> and it's fine, totally fine. You're an intelligent man. Tell me what the moment, the moment Kyrie and Katie were off the board, you should have gone completely into a rebuild. You've been building That's this. Nigga, this is God. a fucking oh, rebuild. Oh, my fucking God. I don't even Anthony, know what fucking nah, nigga. Nah, nah, I don't even. Let me finish. I don't even know why I know this is a rebuild. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me get my shit off. Anthony, this is no. a rebuild. We have no. a whole bunch You're of young control. talent that we are using to rebuild. And while You're we build with this talent, we brought You're in some people to fill the out the roster that will not be there next year. You're right, but you're riding the middle. It's not riding the middle. Nigga, middle, we nigga. are going to win fucking 30 fucking games. That is a rebuild. We will be back in the fucking lottery. And hell, you think we're going to be winning like 20 fucking games, so we're definitely rebuilding. 27. 27, this is the fucking rebuild. Nigga, you acting like Jimmy Buck. If we brought in Jimmy, that would be yeah. us trying to stay in the game. If we threw Ooh. money at another nigga, if we threw money at Kemba, Kemba would have came. That is us not Ooh. rebuilding. This is us rebuilding. The best player that we brought in besides Julius Randle, probably better, is fucking Marcus Morris, who just decided to come because he wanted to be in the fucking East Coast instead of playing for the fucking Spurs, which is a smart thing because the Spurs is trash. You know what I'm saying? We are rebuilding. We have all of the money. For next. This, is, this is the rebuild. What the fuck do you think a rebuild is? Is the rebuild trading every fucking young player on a fucking rookie contract for... Well, hold on, Joe. Just let him, let him respond. Like, we, we know, but, but we have to let Ant respond to that because I don't even watch, and I know this is a rebuild. So when you say rebuild... This is making me think, yo. This is making this is making me think about. I think it was season three and the wire and shit. When Stringer Bell was <laughs> in the fucking funeral home and they was having their meetings and shit, and niggas had to have a floor. And then fucking the one nigga poop got up and he said some dumb shit. And then the nigga fucking Sharon Rock was like, "Yo, String, he had the floor." And Stringer said, "This ignorant motherfucker." He said, "This motherfucker too ignorant to have the floor." And the nigga sat down. Nah, and said, man, I, I just wonder. It's saying, making me wonder. It's shit. making me wonder how he put things together. You know what I'm saying? 
He has conviction in his, his thoughts and ideas, but then when presented with the chance... Nah, that's just his chance, voice. Anthony has a nice voice. Well, but when presented with the chance <laughs> to, to to say something or go somewhere with it or add some yeah, meat yeah. to the bone, pause. You know what I mean? It just wasn't there, man. And I kept on trying to do that for I, you. I got to agree with kept, B. That's why I kept saying. You got to have... If, even if you don't agree with the plan... You got to say what the alternative is. You can't say, I don't know, but not this, because then it doesn't make sense, because they have and they had to do something. They didn't sort of what you think it should be. It's to exactly that. To functionally bad. On purpose. I mean, I mean, 76 is bad. Be that bad. Be that's that. Nigga. Not he in this NBA anymore. That's we not how that, that's not lottery works, nigga. Yeah. No. Not how the lottery that's works anymore. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Because we would have had Zion if it did work that way. Right. But yeah, but, the lottery but, don't but, work like that. The rules have changed, bro. So guess what? what? Wanted, it's not what that. You, the worst. You gotta, you you gotta have your team around veterans. You gotta have young boys around veterans. Even if you have to show them how to do and how to move on the board. Worst team, you're guaranteed to be in the top four. Well, Anthony, guess what? We are in the No, you're not. The Knicks, you're not guaranteed. The Knicks were the only team in the top four. Anthony, if you were in the bottom four, you're guaranteed to have a fucking seventh spot. That's all. And not not even, yeah, not even, yeah, no, that's it. It's like a seventh seventh to eighth spot. That shit is different now, dog. This is shit you talking about. I don't mean no harm, but all that guaranteed shit. So you're playing. I'm gonna say this, Anthony. Shit, I don't. I, I watch basketball in terms I of. Think like, we, I think we. I think we beat this up. And let me yeah, just try to say this. I have to say this. Let me, let me like I'll say this, yo. I watch basketball, and I'll say this. I'll say this. Fucking Brian know way more about basketball than me, and I don't know how much you know about basketball in terms of game, Anthony, but you probably know more about me. But we talking about the numbers and just common sense, how to run this franchise, shit. I know the fucking numbers. Everybody else seen to know the numbers. Yeah. You don't seem like you know the numbers, and that's what the, that's what it is, man. Now I don't think I don't think it was that he didn't no, know I, the numbers. I, I, he just kept saying I'm, he didn't I'm, like the plan. I'm, the I'm, money. I'm I think it's the kind point of about development. you're overemphasizing the numbers. <laughs> The numbers are going to be whatever the numbers are going to be. But then Every he wants us to lose more than we're losing. But then he right now that's the point, right? And then you didn't say the but, but here's the ill shit. No, no, listen. Here's the ill shit. Anthony wants us to. It's like this. Anthony's mad that we're not bottoming out, but he thinks that the way the roster is constructed, and the way we're playing, that we're bottoming out. So aren't we doing yeah. exactly what you want by what, accident what, or like? On is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? Yeah. Is it yeah, back to the lost shorty for ice, ice, nigga? Like you yo. know what I'm saying? Like oh yo. Hi, <laughs> yo. <laughs> By accident, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. By accident, right. you're doing. Shut the fuck. Yo, I'm sorry. Let's go. Um, uh, fuck out of here. Shout out to the Yankees for giving Garrett Cole one of the biggest contracts of all time. Nine oh, years for 30, 40, They gotta win. Ain't no choice. Uh, we offer football, but I just gotta say my Raiders is trash for losing the the final game ever in Oakland Coliseum. That niggas is trash. Uh, tomorrow, I, I know we didn't talk about, it, but tomorrow I believe it's the Good Times live show. You know, ABC's been doing that yeah. live. Whatever show. Um, Good Times has one. Jay, yeah, G. Farrow is playing. Uh, JJ. I didn't see the whole. I didn't see the whole lineup of everybody who's in, it, but I know J. Farrow's playing. JJ. And that comes on uh, ABC tomorrow. Uh, J. Farrow. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, yeah, well, 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know this because I wasn't on Amazon. But shout out to Amazon for still having the Cosby Show in a different world and the atmosphere for people to consume. Uh, what else we got? Uh, uh, shit, we could talk about that next week. Um, oh, Friday, last Friday, last week Friday was the last day of the Tom Joyner show. I, I thought that deserved a big shout out because Tom Joyner was a pioneer for black radio. 25 years having a syndicated morning show to open the way for people like Steve Harvey. Uh, I think D.L. Hewley had one uh, radio show for a time. Um, what's my man? What's the other dude down there he's taking over from? I can't think of his name. Um, the other dude from Atlanta. He Love my niggas, but where's my? Ricky Smiley's on the radio. Yeah, Ricky Smiley's taking, um, taking over his uh, taking over that slot. So shout to that. Um, Amazon, we know it's coming back to New York. They all need some office space. Oh, healthcare, healthcare. They extended it till today, which is Tuesday. I don't know. They may extend it again because they've been extending it by a day every single day. So still go out there to healthcare.gov. They'll extend it because people ain't really calling like they're supposed to. They're going to extend it. But then, but then there's, there's, there's the other open enrollment that's going to start in um, on January 2nd. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So And that shit lasts till fucking March. So, I mean, you're going to have chances and shit. And um, let me see. Oh, shout out to Scarface. He was in a runoff. He lost the um, he lost the election, but he did, you know, get the votes and ended up having a runoff. And I believe it's a sister, if I'm not mistaken, uh, had her name up. Um, I know her last name is Shabazz. That uh, where he was running. So shout out to him. He gave it a good shot. Um, let me see. Oh, fucking right now. <laughs> My phone's not working. I don't got anything. anybody got anything else. Nah, man. Shout out to all. The black queens, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the sisters, yo. Shout out to Jay Z for blasting on um on on Nas every time he got on track with him on the low. Like, let's go listen to that shit as a grown man. That shit, J.O. killed this nigga well, every fucking time. When I, heard it crazy. When I, was young, I know, but you was hurt head. by that. No, I yeah, wasn't. But, um, no, you if not, I don't killed him. Both those songs are trash. No, nah, I can't kill Jay. That we 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 seen it. It's too is bad. Okay, that's yeah, I mean, I, it, it, if Redman was out here getting smoked by some nigga from Queens, like I would call it trash too. But Redman would never, that would never happen. You can't nigga. have two of the biggest artists that everybody would wait for and put that out and expect us to say that this is great. Even though you was only the son of my mother. Can, yo, that shit was ill, man. <laughs> yo, you crazy, yo. You gotta listen to that shit. We were Republicans, buddy, we got coming in. He came up back to the wall. Too much love for them. Yo, that shit's crazy, guys. Ooh, yeah. Black Republicans. Yo. <laughs> and then, and then, on the success shit, yo, Jay spits the illest verses. And then he'd be like, then he'd be like, get him, OG. And then nah, I'd say some shit that don't make no sense. I'm chilling and being black and stuff. And I'm thinking about thoughts. Like, whatever the fuck that nigga be saying, yo. And be like, oh, shout out, shout out to uh, I just saw this crazy story. Shout out to Ezekiel Allen's father for allegedly setting free an African cat that's uh, severely uh, killed in a neighbor's dog because the dog was That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy, guys. You should have told me about some chicks with fat asses or something like that. As always, as always, Get us on the Better Than You pod on IG. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. And long live Lionel Richie. Peace. Man, fuck Lionel Richie, bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs>